When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 54, 55, and 56, the end of the fires of heaven. To Camelon, the threads burn, and glowing embers. Enjoy! Welcome to season five, episode 23. Uh, we are the final episode of the fires of heaven. So uh, excited for these chapters. Uh, we've got three of them coming at you tonight. So uh, very exciting there. Uh, as far as new patrons go, we don't have any this week. Um, so nothing to report there, but I did want to give a little a fun statistic because it's so close to, um, um, to, to be, a, a, I guess a milestone number. We're like almost right there. And so one thing that I do track, uh, I track a lot of things. Um, but I like to look at like how many people have found us at least listen to like the first episode. And there are a lot of people that listen to the first episode and never listen to any other ones. So it's the most listened to episode because they probably listened to the audio quality in the first one and realized how crappy it was when we first started this. And like, I'm not listening to this crap. And they never go any further. But we are almost at 10,000 downloads for our first episode. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, we're, oh, we're, that's we're, awesome. We're at, we're at 9,970. So a little bit 30 downloads wow. away from uh, having, having 10,000 downloads for one episode. Um, so pretty cool there. Um, uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, uh, and then, of course, spread out, we have uh, total downloads of 200 some thousand. So it's, um, but, um, but yeah uh excited to hit that milestone i guess in the next probably like probably next month i would guess that would be 30 cool. people right. and 30 more people to listen to us in a month i'm guessing <laughs> uh so um at least give us a shot inside no i'm not listening to that crap uh so i can say that because if they made it this far they're committed uh they, if they listen to the first episode they're probably not going to make it till episode uh, 117 uh <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah that's because we've had a lot of these been doing it for a while um so that's yeah. my fun statistic as far as other things going on this will be our um you know last time recording only on discord uh our live on discord next week i do plan on launching it live on uh youtube so that's the plan um now Here. barring difficult technical difficulties we're going to try. <laughs> I think we can um, do it. I think we can do it. So next week we'll be live on YouTube uh, and going forward. That's what we're going to be as well, but I'll probably still have uh, Ian, Chris uh, and myself. We'll still have be on discord live as two in the background, just running that, pro- you know, cause we can run that program in the background as we're doing the other thing. So it's not that mm-hmm. we can be both places in case you guys don't want to watch us there. But if mm-hmm. um, I think over time, we're going to transition away from discord to there just because, uh, that's uh, unless you guys just don't want to watch us, uh, which is fine. I understand that. I get it. You don't want to see my ugly mug. It's, it's all right. Um, 
You want to see this beautiful body, though. I take mm-hmm. my shirt off quite often. Oh, yeah. Meow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm working on that summer body. I let it go for a few months, but I'm, I'm starting to get it back. I have yeah. a summer body. It's just curvaceous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly yeah. transition into puppet versions of yourselves and go exactly. to war with, uh, with the way to leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I need to make some puppets. Actually, there's one night where I was uh, a little drunk and I went on theirs and um i i my kids had these little paw patrol finger puppets so um Ah. i literally like i joined in was like ducked down and like had my hand up and like (laughs) i can do this (laughs) um but yeah so and you hear another voices here we do have guests with us tonight uh returning to the podcast again this is the time we have loyal's book club with uh dalen and eric um so uh if you've listened to us all the way through you might remember them from the first time they came on so but guys go ahead and tell us a little bit about you guys again um uh, anything new or anything going on or yeah uh we just crossed the 3000 uh total download mark on our podcast um nice we are 15 chapters deep into lord of chaos so it's If you know you know if you don't know you'll get there uh but uh yeah we're slowly making progress we're took a little bit of a break but we're going to be getting back into it uh going to be reviewing way of kings uh, i believe towards the end of next month and we're starting to get into the lord of the rings movies as well so that's starting to branch out uh into other fantasies we just talked about uh elden ring and uh stormfront by jim butcher I have very negative feelings about Stormfront. I felt so bad the entire time because Eric has a special attachment to it. And I was just like, I'm just going to rip your heart out. I'm so sorry. Which is totally fine because when we do Way of Kings, I'm just, I'm, I'm with a notepad and a paper and I'm just line by line going to strip it. That's fair. It's, it's, I- that's fine. I tried to get no. into Ed Sim Sanderson uh, on our road trip back from Jordan Cod. I, I plugged in on um, uh, Miss Bourne. And uh, final, final empire, or, yeah, final empire, and um, uh, or, so, yeah, that's that's the first book. Oh uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, uh, and, and Ian listened to I guess a few chapters of that before we before yeah. he passed out because it's, he was tired. He didn't quite set the hook, <laughs> but it but it's there. It's it's mm-hmm. close. I'm tempted by. I will day. say it's pretty. I so I got into Stormlight Archive, which is like the big Kahuna of Sanderson's oh, work. Works, yeah. Because I went from Wheel of Time and then when like, okay, let me see what other stuff Sanderson did. Uh, Stormlight is fantastic. And then I got into Mistborn. It takes a little bit to get into it, but once it's there, you're like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. Well, Stormlight's that's, the same that's way. That's what I hear. Yeah. Stormlight's the same way. Because uh, Stormlight it takes like, what, half the book to even get the first that mentioned the main characters. Like that's it's all the best. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because it takes a little while, it hurts a little bit, and then pleasure. Hey, you just got to relax, ease <laughs> into it. It's a stew. You got a lot of things and a simmer over low heat for a long time. Right. Yeah, there's like right. there's there's actually a meme out there about like Brandon Sanderson pitching Stormlight Archive to like publishers, like uh, and it's like a joke about like, so we're gonna start like you know thousands of years ago. So these are the main characters. Like, oh no, no, these aren't. It's like, okay, and then we're gonna do this. It's like, so this is the main characters. No, no, and then we're gonna do this and show this. It's like, so these are the main characters. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so when do we actually while start we get... the story? <laughs> Book two. He took a note from Jordan. Oh yeah. No, I remember. Um, I got to because it's split into five parts. I remember like getting into it. I won't get into any spoilers because I know 
Eric will be reading it, but um, Bowie, I got like, it, I finished that first book at 3 a.m. because that final like one, 200 pages, I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's so good. The, Bowie, the what a good book. Yeah, you got a puffer. Oh, yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming on uh, and, and joining us yeah. again for another episode. Um, as far as personal sure. life goes, yeah, as far as personal life goes, um, I, I have, you know, I, over the years, especially COVID, I've gotten softer hands. Cause normally I race solids all the time and keep my hands pretty tough because I'm uh, working lines. I didn't realize how soft my hands were until this weekend. Mm-hmm. My wife's like, I'm going to run to the store for a bit. And a few hours later, um, she comes back oh, with, like. a truck, with a truck full of lumber. She's like, I figured I want a new fence. So can you build a new fence for me in uh, the backyard uh, around the uh, garden? Uh, 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 um, uh, uh, so I went out there and started hammering posts and digging out posts and hammering in and pulling out the old fence. And uh, the old fence was falling apart. So I was pulling it out and hammering the new post and got all the posts in or whatever. Next day I wake up, there's blisters all over my fingers. And I'm like, oh no. And that's what it feels like again. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, still not you, finished yet. But, but yeah, yeah, but it's, uh, but it's a pro- work in progress. Are you a are you a fence man by trade? No, not at all. I am. I I, I work. I work at a, a desk job. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I need um, these hands I, for other but, things. But I I I, I do it yourself projects. Are, I I do I do enjoy. Uh, I mean, I built my own patio. I've done you know random things like that. I, I like to build things. It's it's not a big deal. The fence that was there, I built, but it was kind of a cheap chicken wire type thing with um. Uh, just like the, the the metal posts in there, it didn't really look that great. Mm. My dog had ripped it to pieces, um, and we just needed uh, something a little more more aesthetically pleasing. And also, I mean, it's not the fence around the yard; it's the fence around the garden. So it's um it's to keep the dog really out of the garden because she'll just she goes in there and tries to hunt for rabbits and starts digging holes everywhere in there. So because oh. um, uh, the rabbits Rabbit love hanging season. out, the, yeah. <laughs> so we also got chicken wire that's a little, you know, the, the I guess the. Uh, so I'm going to build a wooden fence, but then put chicken wire inside, sandwich it inside of it with the uh, uh, the, the smaller holes. So it's not as so so the rabbits can't get in there either. Well, they probably can barrow underneath, but yeah, not as easy right now. They can just go right through the fence. So yeah, um, that's the idea. Make them so, work for it a little bit. <laughs> so I got all I got all the posts in, and I we have the chicken wire ready to go. I was working on. I finally got the final post in last night uh, before dinner, and um um. And uh, and now I'm just uh, um, uh, gonna hang it and sandwich the chicken wire and do the cross beams. Um, but I have a, I have a pneumatic nail gun, so it, that won't take long. I just need oh. daylight. Right. <laughs> it's boom, 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 boom. Watch your thumbs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be finished uh, pretty quickly once I get once I get some time to do it. So that's that's my project and what I'm doing right now is building a feds. Um, as far as anything else going on, we're um, nothing really besides that right now. Yeah. Well, you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> what really grinds your gears? <laughs> uh, so today's gonna be a little bit of complaining, but also it's been a a fun and cool experience. So Meredith and I uh, we decided that we're like her lease is up in her apartment. Uh, if y'all been listening, I had bought a house, uh, close to my kids, like literally right before finding out I was going on orders. So I put it up for rent thinking I'd be on orders for at least a year. Uh, anyways, we decided we're going to rent a place together and I'm supposed to be coming off orders pretty soon. So I'll be home within the next month to three months, something like that. Well, I don't know if y'all know anything about the rental market right now, 
but it is ridiculous. I, I if there's anybody out there right now that is trying to find a place to rent, like it's everything's wildly expensive. Uh, everything that's halfway decent, uh, but like we'll see it. I get notifications the moment the moment some hits like five different websites, and we'll drop an application immediately. And by the time we fill it in and hit submit, there's already like a dozen applications. So yeah. we've been going to a bunch of different open houses, especially the ones that are for rent by owner. And like, we bring the kids and the dog along and all dress nice and try and impress them. Like we're going through the whole shebang, trying to make this happen. Uh, and it's crazy and frustrating for many reasons uh, that you could probably guess. Like I'm, I'm three and a half hours away. So like today, last second, uh, we had a chance, somebody was going to show us a house. So I get in the car at noon and drive three and a half hours we do a half hour tour and then i have to get back in the car and race all the way back here uh to try and record this in time which i'm surprised alan hasn't mentioned this publicly on record yet but i was wildly late today (laughs) it was definitely my fault so it's been it's been nuts but at the same time like after past relationships i've had i'm kind of secretly enjoying that we're having this very stressful moment and that like between us and our relationship, it's going really well. Like I can think back on previous relationships where something like this would have immediately become all my fault, my responsibility to fix. And no matter what choice I made, it would have been the wrong one. (laughs) But it's it's so different when you go after something like this with a partner that, you know, is going to talk with you through it. And, you know, the the positive things that happen are positive for both of you. The negative things that happen, like one that we thought we had, and then last second they're like, "Oh no, we gave it to somebody else." Like, you don't get blamed for it. I don't know. So it's great. We yeah. we're sharing in the victories yeah. and sharing cool. in the losses, and it's been interesting. Also, if you're in the right. Richmond area <laughs> on the west side and you're trying right. to rent a property out, let me know. I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably four bedrooms, but you know, yeah. if it's three and like a bonus room and office, we can make that work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. No, I get you. That is my life right now. Yeah, yeah. No, trying to find an apartment in uh, LA was hell. Oh, and yeah. like we really lucked out with our apartment because it's uh, three bedroom, two bath, uh, about twenty nine hundred a month. Uh, me and my Ooh, roommates are paying wow. like in nine, LA. That's good right now. Yeah, we're paying like nine sixty six each, which is. You know, a little pricey, but it's like for what we're getting and where our location is, it's really not bad. Yeah, you know Chris won't be moving. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you've, you've seen you what the, the, the beachfront <laughs> properties or anything close to the beach and Outer Banks, uh, what they've gone for. You told me like about your family getting in on down there. Y'all might have. I was thinking when you did it, I was like, oh, they got in when it was high. Nope, mm-hmm. it exploded mm-hmm. like the next couple, like the next year or so yeah. afterwards. So y'all might have just timed that just right. The the beachfront yeah. is nuts down well, here. Well, they're yeah, my parents bought a house, but they 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 bought a share of a house. So it's um it's like 10 families that own a house together. So but still the 10 families, they're doing all right right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anywho, so, yeah. That's my Chris, life. what's going on with your world? COVID. COVID. That has literally COVID. been my life for the last week. My, for those that haven't picked up on it yet, I'm very much an, uh, an extrovert. So to be trapped indoors for longer than a few days just drives me crazy. It doesn't mean I always want to go to work, but I always want to get out and do. And if that means going to work to, to get my doing done, then that's what I'm going to do. 
I haven't been allowed to go to work. Yeah. Not supposed to go to the grocery stores. Can't go to the movies. Can't do anything. And I guess with good reason, because like after I stopped recording Tuesday, I went to bed and woke up Wednesday at like eleven o'clock. Yeah. And then it kind of stayed that way Thursday and Friday and Saturday. I thought I was feeling better, and Sunday came and it was all right. And then it was like progressively worse during the day on wow. Sunday. Yeah, and then Monday hits, and I'm like ready to go to work. And my boss is like, "Take another day," because I hear it can come back around and hit hard. And so it's kind of been this up and down of yeah. good day, bad day, good day, bad day. But the thing that bothered me today, um, in the midst of all this, I was like, "Well, I'm going to do something for my body that's healthy. I'm just going to fast and let it just work through the virus." Mm-hmm. So like, I haven't. I started fasting Saturday, and then decided today all right time to eat and i ate and things that were seasoned very well did not taste all that seasoned (laughs) no taste no so frustrating i'm not gonna lie to you like i had to like keep on adding more so finally i got like the (laughs) cocktail sauce out and put it on my salmon i had shrimp anyway so it's gonna be some ghost pepper on there i had ghost pepper on it oh no, no no i had cayenne different so like but then I was like, all right, I didn't really think about it. I was like, man, really not a lot of seasoning on this food, even though it looks like it. What really got me was like, I stripped the beds today. I cleaned everything that's been touched because I kind of like got that wind of like, you're feeling good enough, get some stuff done to make everybody healthy. So then I put new sheets on the bed and we have this aromatherapy that's like cacao and rose water. I picked it out because it's what I love. And I sprayed it six times and I couldn't smell it. I was like, when I tell you, I sprayed and I sprayed and I sprayed. I'm like, what in the world? And then I sprayed it in front of my face. I'm like, you know, you learn in in science not to do these things. So you just do it anyway. Sprayed the chemicals, the essential oils right in my face and like absolutely nothing. So I've lost sense of smell. And for me to taste anything, it's got to be very strong. So very frustrating and yeah. i hope it comes back soon well i've yeah. met chanel and i know you have taste so just hold out man yeah <laughs> it'll come back to you thank you yeah you just gotta stay you know indoors and flatten the curve right it's not we did in like march two April. weeks to yeah. flatten yeah. the the flatten the curve is, can, can we do it with gas prices does that work like no one no one buy gas for the next two weeks let's I, flatten the curve yeah. <laughs> y'all got a method for flattening my depression in two weeks i tried alcohol and that made it worse that's <laughs> uh yeah uh, I, I don't got you there uh but yeah gas prices here. gas prices are uh are, are brutal um but yeah it's a it's it's a lot <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah I, the, the plus side is i haven't spent a penny on gas since a 419 year so i'm not looking forward to driving into work tomorrow it's oh, we only 419 yes yeah, oh you guys have cheap gas down there i need to <laughs> Oh, I'm doing I'm doing round trip just 500 miles about three times a week at least with this house hunting and then going back and seeing the kids and everything. Luckily, my car gets like 45 miles per gallon, but it's still pretty painful. Yeah, yeah, we're at close to six bucks here for gas. God, we're we're over (laughs) six. I I I definitely paid uh sixty six dollars to fill up my tank today oh my god another dollar it'll be cheaper to get a pack of cigarettes so instead of going anywhere you could just like change smoke a pack out in front of 7-eleven be like fuck this (laughs) like thank god i work 
thank God I work from home because honestly, <laughs> like, but you know, that's now I have a full tank if I need it. Yeah, it definitely hits your bottom line. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Well, you guys ready to get into uh, these chapters? Yeah, yeah, Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. Let's dive in there. Chapter <laughs> fifty-four. Chapter fifty-four. To Camelin. And our symbol is the dragon. And yeah, it's a dragon. And we start with Rand's point of view. So if we left off last time, they were, were like, all right, it's time to go after Ravine. Um, and, you know, we start here with Rand assembling basically his troops. You know, they have 500 maidens. Sulans managed to get together uh, to follow Rand, you know, even though Rand's a small contingent, you know, 500 is a small contingent, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's just from that society. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, it's just just from just from the maidens. Yeah, like, y'all 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 keep it quiet. I only want a couple water people. seekers and men from every society. Their members filling the courtyard, crowding back into the palace through the evening door down to the smallest servants' way. Like there is a ton of people that think they're gonna go with him. So meanwhile, isn't there like one guy that's just like kind of ignorant to it all, and he's like, uh, "I heard you were going somewhere today." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I just. Just me and you know a couple thousand of my best buddies going for a walk. <laughs> yeah, I love the yeah, heavens just there, like hey. You have these like go with the light. I mean, and to guard him closely. You know how much depends on him. Much depends on you both. Bear told Avienda, "What do they know that they're not letting us know?" Avienda's pregnant. I told you that. Mm-hmm. One and done. She preggers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I must have fallen asleep during that moment because I don't remember that. But... <laughs> I totally said that right after they knocked the boots. I'm I'm not saying that you didn't. Okay. That oh yeah. Probably might have been asleep. towards the end of an episode. You had your pudding snack and you were like, <laughs> <laughs> "Do you think you think Aviana is pregnant?" Oh yeah, totally. Hundred okay. percent. That's that's pretty. That would be something for you, for it to be your first time with your first one, the first time. You think so? I, it, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got I got a good friend. Of, actually, I actually have a few friends that's happened to, but I have, a, I have a friend of mine who, like, he has a kid, and um, uh, and he's married to his wife, but his oldest kid's not from his wife. It's from a one night stand. And, oh yeah. Uh, literally, um, they're they're still really good friends because they never even dated. Like, literally, they never even dated. It was literally <laughs> one of those things where it was like an office party. Oh they no. And got drunk at an office party. It was a one-time thing. And he always jokes around saying, you know, when your mom and dad say, you know, like it only takes one time. Well, they are right. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my Um, God. That's funny. The thing about pulling out is 60% of the time it works every time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We just lost Uh, how many subscribers there. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been quite uh, successful. Mash that dislike adventures. button. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, uh, moving so back on to not only is Avienda <laughs> pregnant, but what's her name was about to say it out loud. Literally, they were about to spill the beans about it, and then what is it? Rand walks in, or somebody walks they in, notice and they that he's paying attention. Right. So then they stop talking about it. But for those of y'all that don't know, I can read minds through books of a person that wrote it many years ago, who's actually passed away. Somehow I can read his mind and Aviana's pregnant. So okay. yeah. did your, did your grandmother have the gift as well? 
she did well you know she was more the prayer warrior it's kind of like she would almost speak mm. into existence uh similar but a uh, different superpower yeah. yeah so after this little wise one overhearing the conversation with Avienda, or at least parts of it um and not really knowing what they're talking about it's clear they're not going to discuss it with him um uh ran turns around to see the rest of everybody else is gathered you know they have different people from like chris was saying from all the different societies matt's there um uh, asmodian's there they're all ready to leave and ran goes ahead and creates a gateway um and a skimming platform um yeah he's kind of worried that he's never tried to create one this big but he makes one as big as he can um and it's a pretty big platform could ask for yeah Hey, hey, summer summer showers, summer growers. All right. So, uh, <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I like how hard he had to concentrate on growing it. Like he did everything he could, but it was still kind of frumpy on the edges and a little mm-hmm. saggy. And he's yeah. like trying to make it bigger, but you know, just he keeps turning around. He keeps turning around to Avian and going, "No, no, no! It's bigger! It's bigger! I promise! I promise!" <laughs> I, swear, I swear, it's don't, cold. It's, don't it's don't cold here yet. It's I'm not cold. Ready. It's a little cold. It's cold. It's gonna warm up a little bit. Just, yeah. just slap, just slap around a little bit. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Call me uh, wool-headed, please. We're two pages into this, guys, and so many, <laughs> oh, just so many good jokes. We're just, We've We're just quoting the text. This is what Robert Jordan fully wrote down. That's true, guys. It is in the book. I, if you haven't read it yet, yeah. it's in that book. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Since four paces was as large as Rand could make it, there were limits mm-hmm. for what one man by himself could do. He um, needed a fluffer. Yeah. He definitely needed some extra <laughs> help. I mean, this is what it is. As Modi wasn't yeah. doing his job as a good fluffer then. <laughs> The amount of Sidene you drew didn't matter. The one power had little to do with the gateway, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's very interesting, kind of taking us back to the reality of the book, that uh, he didn't decide to use Asmodian. I think in this moment, I would have definitely been like, I am the car car and I make the decisions I make. And he already realizes or realized, because she's gone now for the time being, that people know that Osmodian is more than he lets on. And the only people mm-hmm. that yeah. really matter that would know are, are pretty much gone or don't care. So if it were me, I would have used Asmodian to help in this process. That way I could have taken more people with me. Yeah. I think yeah. at this point, it's like he knows he has Asmodian's loyalty, you know? But I also think Rand is like this, it's like 20 seconds ago. Moraine and Landfear vanished through the door, you know? So it's like, I can, and like, yeah, still, I cannot still imagine recovering from that. Yeah. And so I can't imagine him really having the time to think clearly. I think he's more just like, oh, I got to get Ravine now, you know? Mm-hmm. I think he's, yeah, I, I like that passage um, because I like exploring Saiyadine uh, more and like how, you know, because we get with a lot of the girls the sort of limits to Sidar right. and what they can and can't do. So it's nice that we're getting uh, Saidine being fully fleshed out a little bit more and we get a little bit more of what's, what all there is to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the Saidine creates the gateway. You need it for that. But then beyond that, what you create in that space between the interstitial space does it seem to be based off of your ability to channel? So once you're in there, right. there's something else happening. 
so is it like is it like a loading platform <laughs> like uh, uh the matrix is it like just a void of nothingness that you know certain people have the ability ability to create something out of nothing like he becomes the creator himself in that own little world mm. in between platforms okay. i mean what's what's going on and what's unique about rand's ability to create in that interstitial space or could anybody yeah. do it if like as long as a channeler opened the gate for them could they go in there and use mind powers to will certain things into yeah, i guess that is a good question is it a stretch of the imagination did he mm -hmm. limit himself i never really yeah. thought oh, about it that way because i really haven't thought about this space that much we see them throughout the next couple of chapters entering different spaces but i've never really given it much thought as to what yeah. is actually going on in this one particular space yeah i mean just, yeah they described the space between i mean it's a it's a void with a platform on it and then you know but there's gravity but there's gravity forever. And he enters a void. How do you get pulled something with gravity? Like if you fall off, you fall forever. But well, to gravity, fall, there's got to be gravity. Yeah, but gravity doesn't make sense anyway. Like doesn't. Yeah, but that's a whole another conversation that we can get deep into about how it could if you combine water and a downward slope and a turbine, uh, and then you sell the electricity and you can make lots of sense. Well, no. So, so the, the, my problem I have with gravity is that gravity is a, a, a one of the forces that attracts things right so the larger the object the more the gravity has but then at the same time you drop things at different mass and they fall gravity is a constant but it's not so like the moon has less gravity than earth does yet if i drop a feather in a bowling ball in a vacuum they fall the same rate even though technically one has more mass than the other so it should have more gravity but it doesn't because <laughs> gravity is a constant <laughs> Hmm. it doesn't make sense make it make sense i'm not a physics i'm not a physicist physicist, physicist. uh um yeah I, I i'm not good at physics so someone someone can try to explain it to me and probably you're gonna talk over my head and i don't really care but um so, some people say that i have a nice mass uh, oh you do yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. so yeah he he's in there gateways makes some squishy platform and then he unsquishies it and then he tries to stretch it out and he gets it about as, about as taut as he could get it and piles everybody on there. <laughs> yeah. It's a great way to summarize that. So where were we? The void. We got were at the point up. in which right. they were both like so, land or Rand's in a void within a void. Like he's in a void within himself. Then in the void that he opened to cart everybody to Camelin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then he has to hold the door when everybody comes through. Yep. He and eventually he's like, all right, that's enough people. They're like, but one more. I can <laughs> I can I cannot pass to eat one more bite. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and so they Jordan takes a brief moment uh to you know, there's some noise and rustling on the bridge. He's like, Hey, what's that? And they're like, uh, oh, somebody fell off. And like yeah. he has this quick internal going back to these last few chapters of like, oh my gosh, I hope it wasn't a maiden, but then he makes eye contact with uh what's her name? Zulin. 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 Yeah. And she looks at him like, it don't matter if it's a girl. It don't matter if it's a man. We all the same here. And he had like, you know, had to check himself real quick, but he is still very much hung up. I mean, there's, isn't there like, aren't there like thousands of people on this bridge now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One person falls off and his thought is, oh, I hope that wasn't. <coughs> yeah. yeah. It's, I can't blame Rand for being super, uh, is hypersensitive the word about uh his whole hangup with the maidens because I think like 
I think when Eric and I were talking about that chapter, uh, Fading Words, we were like, he doesn't come from a war society. Like, I think the most violent thing the Two Rivers has is like someone got in a fist fight, you know, Lines or and... nine A's. Yeah, you know, so I think like, you know, it is a little eh, oaky smoky of Robert Jordan to have that like, I can't let a woman get hurt. But it's like, you no, know, Sulem says like, no, dude, this is our society. This is our culture. you got to just accept it. And like, you are our leader. And it's like, you know, <clears throat> but yeah, I think he, I like that passage where Rand talks about like, after the person falls, how he's like, you know, they're falling forever. You know, there's got to be some amount of fear that'll come into the ideal heart that'll cause them to die. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like saying like, Madness. yeah. Yeah, I think the other thing to kind of to go on that he's also grown quite attached to the maidens because they are the only remnants of family that he has at the moment. We have our our theories Mm -hmm. that we've we've created, but like they're connected to his mother that he you know hasn't really outright accepted. I don't think he's really said like these are definitely my people, but. Mm And, you know, we know his mom was kind of adopted in, so we don't really know who his people yeah. are, but these mm-hmm. are the closest he has, and then they're always with him, so he's gotten to know these people, you know, some of them cook for him, some of them find him bedding, and some of them find him, you know, entertainment and food, and so they're now closer to him. I don't know how much that plays, but for me, it would play a big I'm part. sure that would, yeah. 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 But it's like what Fayil said to Perrin uh, when... He was leading uh, his boys back in from the two rivers where, you know, the parents were like, where are our sons? And she says, you have to care for the living, mourn, uh, care for the living and uh, mourn for the dead. Like, it's sort of that thing, that sort of parallel that I think Rand needs to learn where parent is sort what's sort of picking up that lesson, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing about this chapter, just kind of looking at it, there's a lot of descriptions. So here's kind of that moment where Jordan takes the time to do what he loves to do, which is to really grow his world. Even (laughs) in the void, he's talking about the the light and the shields and the bolts from heaven. He's really drawing these visions of what is to come and really doing some foreshadowing. And letting you know, like, some stuff is really about to go down. So remember how he's evoking these feelings and emotions through thought before we even get to where we're going, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the last time I'll bring it up, though. If you fall off this platform into a void, like, what is what is the acceleration rate of gravity there in the void? Mm -hmm. Is there a terminal velocity? Once you've like fallen far enough you're outside the bubble of of a livable atmosphere that rand is able to create like if you're just accelerating constantly in one direction uh it, it they might not die of fear they might like speed up so fast that their body rips apart it's I mean, it's or, not, not, 9.8 meters per second that's squared uh, is the acceleration for force but for, uh, on, for earth right but does that apply in this void area or to like, do you just set into a terminal velocity that your body can easily handle? In which case you wouldn't die of fear, maybe loneliness. You could like rock, paper, scissors with yourself. I don't know. 
starvation, thirst. Starvation, yeah. That, I mean, that could get to you. But with like no point of reference to say I'm falling closer to that or further away from that, you're just kind of like, you probably, after a while, you wouldn't notice you're falling. You're just- You're going to go mad. Yeah, yeah, you'll go mad. That was kind of yeah. what I was thinking. I mean, the other thing is, is maybe there's no gravity outside of this bubble. Maybe there's mm-hmm. just, you float. Yeah, maybe. That'd be kind of cool. We're just making yeah. assumptions. Anyways. Yep. We, we don't know. So um, anyway, so they finally get there after traveling for what seems like a while uh, to Camelin and they step out into uh, basically a town, like a square, like close to where the palace is. Um, next to his wall, place, right? Next to his wall, right. Yeah. And the first thing that Rand realizes is like, it's in the middle of the day. Like, I mean, it still might be quiet, but this is too quiet. Like, yeah, there's no one walking around. Like, no one's here. Like, it's a big city. This isn't right. And mm-hmm. almost immediately, they're like, well, that's why, because Trollocs and Virgil pour out <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like Trolloc. It says, all along the streets, howling Trolloc and silent Virgil pour down doorways, leap from windows, lightning stabs from the cloud of the sky. And yeah, and Robin, and Robin starts just like striking lightning everywhere. Yeah. Um, obviously, a trap. Like trying to make the flows as quickly as he can, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. total ambush. Yeah. Total ambush. Yeah. For that split second where he just goes, Trollocs and Virgil, I'm like, okay, it's Rand who understands his ability to channel a little bit more, uh, Avienda, and a shit ton of Aiel. I was not worried in that split second before we heard about Ravine, was not worried about Trollocs and Virgil. In mm-hmm. fact, I was hoping yeah. there'd be some pretty cool fighting with them before he really got into Ravine, but like the next sentence was like, and then Ravine laid the smackdown, so... Uh, yeah. yeah, that was where my five was too. Yeah, and, and and Ravine pretty much just wipes out most of, um, you know, a, a big chunk of the party, and also kills Matt, Avienda, and Asmodian. Yeah. yeah, they were they yeah. were charred and smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so reading this, what did you guys think? <laughs> like, what was your what was your reaction to this? Because uh, obviously you hadn't read further. So what? <laughs> like, well, damn. So so. <laughs> couple of things. Um, I won't say that I had the, the finger blasting thought, even though we spent a lot of time talking about finger blasting, the whole concept of it being able to air quotes, turn back time a little bit. Um, at least on that thing that you're blasting out of existence, you can kind of rewind its effect. Not it like the moment it was happening towards the end. I did like when, when he actually finger blasted him and he said he did it with, now I'm jumping way ahead, but finger blast him with all the force, with all the force. It was like the, the, the thing that he shot at him was the size of his body, not like little pricks from his finger. So I'm like, okay, massive finger blasting. Maybe we'll get a little time reset. But at this time, like the thumb versus the pinky. I was like, all right, there's no way Jordan has been pacing himself. And we've only had a couple people again, air quotes die, but Tom came back and Moraine is totally coming back. For sure. Um, I was thinking maybe this is where at the end of it all, he comes to the dead bodies. And I have this theory out there that he's able to bring people back from the dead. Also, um, I know they keep saying that's like the one thing channeling can do. You could do everything, but bring people back from the dead. But I mean, so far what I understand of the magic structure in this world, it doesn't really seem like there's any limits except what you impose on yourself. So I don't know. I thought that's where we were going. So I didn't really worry about it too much. I just, I kept chugging along and I was like, all right, we'll find a way to get them back. Move along. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. I, I was right there with you in my mind for like, I, I read it and I'm like, 
I listened to it, and then I read it, and I was like, uh, this isn't going to last very long. He's going to find a way to turn time back. Like, literally, that was my mind. Like, time turner is going to happen. Like, he's going to turn time back on these individuals. If or he's going to turn, turn back time, time back, time on the whole, situ- on the whole situation. So, I take back all the finger blasting that hurt you. Oh, my God. If I could reach the stars. Now, and I'm not going to jump ahead, so I'll leave it for later, but I now have other thoughts, so. And I also knew, I know, Avienda's pregnant. And that's going to be an important part of this story. So is Avienda dead? No. There's no way. We also got some very important information because Matt was not protected from the male channelers, which he specifically stated that he wanted protection from Aes Sedai. So... I kind of knew that was going to be a thing, but now it's confirmed. But there are male yeah. Aes Sedai. Did he... Sp- I got to go he back in his wish. Did he, he specify sp- female he Aes Sedai? Well, then how come he ain't protected from the male channelers? Because male- they're not using the same power. They're not Aes Sedai. No, but there's male Aes Sedai. Well, I guess not all channelers are Aes Sedai. Mm. No. Yep, there you go. Gotcha. In four seconds, it's not Aes Sedai. Right. That, that's, that's where it just... So, and that was going to be my other thought yeah. was you have... Um, people like Nani, even Egwene, who are not technically Aes Sedai. So is it going to be specific to the female huh. channeling or is it going to be specific to mm. Aes Sedai? Interesting. He should have been more pacific with his wishes. I, he yeah. should have straight up yeah. said, I want protection from all yeah. magic. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, I know, I know you recently have gotten, I mean, you're not that much further ahead of us, right? I mean, you're correct. Yeah, this I is mean, still very fresh. Yeah. So, what was your what was your thoughts when all this happened? I mean, uh, this is not too far away from you where you are. So. No, not at all. And I think I think the uh, the trick of it here is to uh, stay as as much in this chapter as I can and not tread into any more uh, territory. Chaos. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Okay. And, and bringing any of that outside uh, knowledge. But when I first came up on this, because I was uh, it's okay, speak freely. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I allow it. Welcome to my realm. Not allowed. Spoil me. Uh, I was coming off of uh, Game of Thrones. I've been kind of rereading that for a second. I'm trying to chug through. And, you know, nobody is safe in that series whatsoever. And so I think juggling the same series and reading this had me in the, the total mindset of, like, no nobody is safe. And and the cast of characters keeps becoming so much larger in this world, kept, keeps getting blown out that... I'm I'm totally sucked in to the idea that you know we are going to be losing people left and right, and you know, like trim some a, of those characters. Ex- exactly, <laughs> exactly, and especially just kind of going through it like logically. Of we have so many Forsaken that need a bit of the spotlight. We have so many like individual story arcs that we need to you know uh, make sure we complete and get to and everything. So up until this point, I I honestly think I. I when Moraine went, there, that there was a sense of that all all the rules are off, and there's definitely yeah. like many theories of what's going on. But it definitely turned the uh, it, it turned it 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 made us it made a certain turn of like nobody is safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Again, yeah. air quotes. Recently, a lot of people have been lost. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And, and then we have our our Troy scene. Um, where where basically um ravine is hector and and matt's maybe Pericle- patrocles and 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 rance achilles so oh, 
Hector. Yeah. <laughs> I, every time I read all caps, and the first time I reread this, um, I pictured Tony the Tiger saying Ravine, and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> so is that just staying in your head? Have you, ever, have you ever replaced it, or is that just there now? Oh, every time so rereading it. It's not this anguished, angry cry. It's uh, yeah, a yeah. campy, talking tiger going, Robin. I, I, <laughs> I just I picture Brad Pitt yelling Hector at the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think so. of that, but now that you said that, that'll that'll probably stick because that's that's very much what it was like. Yeah, yeah. All all caps in a fantasy book. I can never really super take for the gravitas that it's meant to. It seems to just like over the top. <coughs> yeah. What if they mm-hmm. do like a little bold print with like italicize or maybe underline it? Oh man. Shit. No, but if they put it in like the curly Q font, if they <laughs> yeah. indicate like true evil is speaking, it's in wind- wingdings. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good luck figuring out what it says. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so yeah, Rand yells Ravine and then wait, gets hold on, though. That's yeah, not hold Rand. on. That's not Rand. Well, yeah. right. So <laughs> at at the at the very least, it's a blend between him and Luzi, because Luz is yeah. definitely kind of taking over here. And whenever like there's the loss like this, uh, Luz Theron seems to take hold a little bit stronger. He didn't so, care if it's scoured yeah, away. They're, the they're... taints deep through everything, tarnished everything. He didn't care why. Because he entered the void, which was vaster and emptier than any before. Like he yeah. was sitting in the darkness. And he was he in the back of the mind. Killing Shadow Spot. I think he says Rand becomes death. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've become death. <laughs> We're skipping ahead, yeah. but that's essentially what happened. Yeah. yeah also, still... oh. go ahead. Uh, th- this still is fresh to me, but rereading these uh, groupings of chapters, I forgot how hard this book goes uh, compared yeah. to the the finales of the other ones leading up to this one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's up? What's up with just screaming the dude's name? Like, mm. I can't think of a moment where I'm just gonna sit there like and scream somebody's name. Like Alan the other day when he stopped us at a certain chapter, and it was the worst possible stopping point. And I, while I was driving, so I'm listening to it, and I, I hit pause and I go to the next chapter. I didn't sit there in traffic and go, Alan! <laughs> oh my God. You, what I, what a- I screamed was, that motherfucker! I'm a, and then I'm getting him on the phone, and he answers, and I was like, you son of a bitch. Like, there's a lot of names. The first calling, you asked me, but I don't just. The first, you asked me, are you, are you at work? I was like, yes. Are you at speaker? No. Okay. And then he laid into me. Right. And then I started screaming at him. That's true. I wasn't going to blow up the words. You were, you were like courteous. courteous. Yeah. So uh, I'll tell you when this happens. You ready? When you're calling your animal. I mean, Bowie. I don't know. Ooh. I just. So where, where does everybody. Somebody so below you. Sorry, <laughs> I interrupted you. But when you put oh, somebody no, no. so below you or when you're used to being in charge of or like when you're scolding that child. Oh, yeah. I have my mom yelled my name plenty of times when I she walks into the room. Oh, she's yeah. Like, me. Alan! <laughs> All right. So the parent child, I can see that. <laughs> she said, I can see that, but I gotta go. I've had that happen to me, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Maybe it's just more personalized for me, but I knew I was in deep shit if it was my first name, middle name. 
yeah where does everybody fall on the wrath of khan yell then that, there you go. yeah uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you, you know, you're in trouble with your parents when they start naming all the siblings' names as well. I can't remember your name. Just <laughs> so before oh my God. <laughs> See, that's yeah. what I wish Rand had gone. He'd been like, he's over and he goes like, uh, Bothamel? No. Aguinar? No. Cool uh, it? No. Uh, um, 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 uh, Robbie, Robbie. That's why I like to stick with, you son of a bitch. Uh, it's a, it's a- it's a very cinematic thing. You got you got Hector, you got Khan, you got Adrian. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh my god. Stella. Stella. It's, yeah. it's a cinematic thing, all right. And it's... all of those, all of those one-line screaming name, they were all a little cringy to me. Like eh, why? Why'd you do that? You don't like it she's a little more subdued, but Lisa. again, that's different. <laughs> and my actual name is not Big Poppy. But <laughs> oh my god! Actually, a little uh, little nickname. Yeah, and then we shift to nineties. Yeah, you realize we're not out of the first chapter yet. We're an hour in. You know, we're getting there. Um, so anything from this before we shift to nineties? Because this is a lot to talk about with nineties too. <laughs> like, yeah, you get say, fire, say lightning, brimstone, and ash as Luz Theron walks through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not too much, but yeah, not too much, but like an observation that we're this this pattern of stuff happening is becoming a little bit faster, a little bit more current, and a little bit more routine. I, I not routine, but you know what I mean. Like we're having these flashes of lose, and then we're having a lot of I would say almost necessary aggression from Rand. I mean, this is some pretty violent. You know, we're yeah. upping the ante in in that way. And his uh, mental yeah. health is starting to slip a little bit. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's, yeah. It's, uh, well, I mean, he just went through a pretty traumatic experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give, give, give the guys <laughs> Yeah, the last yeah. couple of weeks have been pretty rough for him. Yeah. So even yeah. with the, even without Luce there and being like, "Hello, I'm here." You, yeah. that's it. Fuck it, I'm taking her. <laughs> like they're battling. Um, he didn't even need that to be going nuts, but he also has that. So yeah, yeah. So naive. So. We switched to Naive. She's trying to teach Swan the world of dreams, tell her on Riyadh. And, um, and she's frustrated because uh, it's a horrible trying to teach Naive? Her. Frustrated? <laughs> Impossible. What? No. Say it ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's not like, a pleasant experience. It's like trying to teach your older parents how to use a smartphone or like how to use a new app. Yeah. Like a lot of oh frustration with it. And they're so used to being the one telling you and teaching you and now you're trying to teach them so like they're still popping a little parent attitude with you but you're like this isn't helping and yeah. why do you keep fat thumbing that hello if, if my mom <laughs> I said, yeah. scroll i said scroll up why did you push the button on the side now yeah. do you even yeah. do you remember your password what are you doing yeah it's, the former oh torture God. of trying to help a parent with technology is is it's one of the most torturous things in the entire world like there's yeah. actually there's a whole stand-up about that like uh, some guy talking about like you know if I ever get kidnapped and someone wants to interrogate me just call my mother up and have her on the phone like um, i'm locked out of my computer can you help me and like yeah, i'll confess everything oh my <laughs> like, god <laughs> like what do you need to know yeah. <laughs> make it go away make and it, it also <laughs> and a lot of it is stemming from arrogance on both sides because i think you know swan despite her how she is I think still has this idea of no, 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 no. 
I'm in a high place with <coughs> the Saladar Aes Sedai, and Inave has this idea of, oh, no, no, I fought Mogedian. I was in Tanchico. I got this, you know? Yeah. So it's a battle of wits. <coughs> it's a battle of sheer stubbornness. Oh, yeah. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed their interaction, their back and forth, because in a different world, I could see these two being, I don't want to say best of friends, but, you know, they could have gotten along very well. I'll say that out loud. because I think they, they have more similarities than differences. Yeah. In, in personality. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I could see that. They, they certainly don't realize it, though. Even more simple yeah. than that, like considering the situation they're both in, you know, Swan can't channel anymore. She's kind of been, I mean, she has some influence with these Aes Sedai she's with. She's found a way to kind of weasel into that. But at the same time, she's an outsider. And Nynaeve, I mean, their situations are different, but similar. You think they would recognize that and like have a more peaceful, I don't know, join in of forces, if you will. Because uh, they, more so than anybody else, understand what's ex- at stake here and what's going on. Yeah. Um, so it was a little annoying to me, kind of the the pettiness. So like after they started wrestling around and throwing punches and everything, even that part, normally a, a good cat fight, I'd be like, yeah. But even that, I was kind of <laughs> like, eh. But the way it ended and like there was a realization, you know, uh, Swan kind of laughing it off and being like, oh my God, look at us, look at what we're doing. Like that's, yeah. that was the part where I was like, okay, this is the direction we need to start going with this relationship. Um, so I was, I was a little perturbed for a little while, but then it got good for a second. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I do say I do enjoy the fact that Nani uh, slips a little extra in the salon's drink. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's some petty shit right there. It's petty, but oh you know yeah, what? that's crap you do to like your younger sibling <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, and then after they they talk, they did a little wrestle and try to yank each other's hair out and all that stuff like that. Like you said, they stop, and then Nani catches a glimpse at the corner of her eye, and she's like, "Wait." Was that Mikedian? And she's like, "All right, Swan, lesson's over. We're, we're done here." And Swan's like, "What do you mean? We just started." Like, like, no, no, we're we're done. And Nadeve actually yanks the, I guess, the ring away and yanks Swan out of the dream. Yeah, not even yeah, knowing but, if that's consequences for that or not. Luckily, there wasn't. But <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, even after that brief moment of like, "Haha, we wrestled around. That's funny. What are we doing?" Sort of thing. And Nynaeve, you know, obviously, like, you, well, you can interpret from her actions that there's some kind of danger and really should go, like, Swan's still not letting her take the lead on this, still trying to be in charge of, no, I'm going to get every bit out of this and everything. So then I was right back into being frustrated be like, oh, my gosh, why, like, why, why can't people just know their roles here? Well, like, why can't Swan just recognize? They, they literally just came to and understanding of we are two grown women that can handle conversations like grown women which means there should be a conversation all of a sudden it's like you got to go there was no conversation yeah. there was no where where's an issue yeah, but there's a time and place for that conversation and they're in a <clears throat> they're in a potentially dangerous place where one person has vastly more knowledge than the other person i'll tell you what if i'm with a group of joes and we're out on patrol and they're all like newbies and i'm like all right no everybody stop hold and like somebody decides to keep walking they're lucky if all i do is tackle them if i'm trying to like give direction and they want me to stop and explain it to them in that moment where there's risk and danger 
Like they, they'd be lucky if all that happens is if they never go on mission with us again. They probably could get their ass beat if they don't get us killed. Well, this re- this reminds me. Nice. This reminds me of a sailboat race where Ian was a crew of mine, and he tried to make a decision, and I told him no, and I knocked him out, and that's how we uh, finished the race. I don't even think no is a very short word, and I don't even think I finished the word no, and I was unconscious. I I think my name is in a tough place because it's like, how do you explain? Oh, I think I saw Mogedian. How do you know what Mogedian looks like? Well. You know, it's like it's opening a whole can of worms because the one thing that a will not reveal because of the danger it puts her and Elaine in is uh, and potentially everyone else. If she reveals like, no, 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 there's a forsaken actively after me. It's like then the Salazar sisters are like, OK, well, we're going to go stake out Mogedian while they are newbies in Teleran Riyadh with little experience. So it's like it could just destroy everything you know i I agree with you on that (laughs) definitely agree i feel like that's where the the word communication and we we bring this word up all the time it could have helped here it could have a warning hey we're gonna do this but it's not safe because you can even put your lie in there i mean she's really not being a great eye to die she could have said something to the effect of we know that there are forsaken that are active in Talan Riyadh. Not that they're after yeah. them. That, like, you yeah, may, maybe she could have done a better that. job communicating the threat beforehand. Yeah. That's where yeah. I said, may, okay. And that way it'd be a much more serious, hey, just, just so you know, we could do this, but these threats exist. Mm-hmm. So if I say, hey, we're pulling the plug, there can't be pulling any, the can't yeah. be any conversation at that point. We'll talk when we get out. Right. So, Okay. I'll give yeah. you that communication ahead of time about the threat. Yeah. That would have been smart. So, yeah. so Rip Swan out and immediately tries to go somewhere else where she thinks of a location that McGetty doesn't know about, but she's never discussed with anybody else. And she's like, okay, that way, McGetty, there's no way she knows about this place and I can hide from her still inside the world of dreams. So rather than stepping out herself, she stays in, which she has to think, you know, why wouldn't you just leave at that point too? But I guess she has her own motives. Um, but yeah, she goes to this other location it doesn't work <laughs> yeah and i know jordan tries to I, I, i'm gonna be a naysayer a lot through this section and i don't want y'all to think i didn't enjoy it because a lot of awesome shit is about to happen and i guess you need to lead up to it but even the explanation jordan gives through like the thoughts of naive as to why she went to a different place just because she was afraid of going to tell the other eyes to die like it's not like when she came out of Teleron Riyadh, she immediately had to say something. She would have had time to think of a plan or even uh, talk to Elaine and come up with a better plan or talk to Elaine and, and Birgitta or Birgit, however you say her name, and come up with a plan. But instead, she just runs because she's afraid. Like, how is she more afraid of <coughs> going back to these Aes Sedai and talking it out than being afraid of Mogedian, right? It just didn't make sense yeah. to me. So well, and I guess... Jordan had a keeper there for this next scene to happen. I didn't think he did. I, I don't know. I don't know it's what. Because the plot needs to move forward, Ian. I got you. Normally, he does a really great job with it. And I'm, I'm, I wasn't thoroughly convinced here. Yeah. But there's also the idea of leaving, losing the one power she has left that they don't understand. Like, once that is stripped from her, once they learn it, or once she gives it up, then she is just an accepted. Why can't she contemplate that back in the real world? 
Well, because yeah. she thought she was safe because her understanding was not as she'd have been safe. She'd have been safe, safe back in the real world. True. But she also, again, enjoys the power and freedom that she has in Talon Riyadh. Like she still has power there. She can change things. She can manipulate stuff. When she goes back to the real world, she doesn't even have a grip on the one source, the one power. Yeah. So she loses. I'm feeling you. It's a stretch. I'm just not loving it. She was the wise one where she had power. Then she goes away and she loses power. Then she goes to the White Tower where she has power. Then she figures out that her power is blocked so she doesn't have power. She's constantly going through this need for power, the high that she gets, the importance that she feels, and then gets dropped like a ton of bricks. So I'm going to stay in a space where I know there's a forsaken that saw me and knows I'm here. Also, this forsaken is a motherfucking expert of existing and manipulating in this space. So I'm going to hang out here while I contemplate all this. I didn't say it was logical. (laughs) (laughs) I won't say the last part of that comment, but. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but boy, am I glad she stayed. (laughs) Yeah. So it was more yeah. now I, I don't know if you caught this the first time you read it because here we have Nynaeve throwing a hissy fit she's trying to make her mind up then she finally decides that she's going to tell everybody that she saw Mogadine and that they're after her and she verbalizes it and she's like light they will give me to Phelan I'd almost rather die and you hear the but you seem to enjoy running little errands for her Mm-hmm. Yeah, that right there clued me into what we find out later. Oh yeah, oh, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if Nynaeve put that together also, and just didn't have time to like really think about it, or we didn't hear her think about it until later on, because that was like you said, an obvious right off the bat. Like, what do you mean? Wait, how do you know? I was like, definitely oh. a delicious little crumb. Yeah, yep. little sprinkle, sprinkle. Now the the other thought was is how many blacks are there with her? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's what I really want to know. No, no, <laughs> Mo, Mo, Mo herself is with them. But how many? Yes, but how yeah. many other of the sisters are? How blind? many of the other sisters are there too? Yeah. Well, you got to assume. Well, one of two things: at least none of the ones that they already knew about because they had great descriptions for him, unless they have some ability with some on grill or something you, like that. Do you think those thirteen themselves. are the only black sisters? Nah. Okay. <laughs> I grew up in downtown Newport News. There's a hell of a lot more sisters out there than 13. There's a whole lot of sisters. Heck yeah. Uh, so I got, and I got love for all of them. Yeah. So yeah, Magetti's there, and Magetti doesn't even try to even shield Nynaeve at this point. I mean, Magetti has a jump on her. She knows she's way more powerful. The only way that Nynaeve even has a chance if, if she gets a surprise and she doesn't have it. So I really think she would have a chance with that. If she mm-hmm. went in with the ring, I think she'd be able to channel better, right? I think it's because of how she went in. This is with the yeah. device where she has to stay so focused on shield or the weaving the spirit that it's hard right. for her to do anything else. Right. Yeah. Which obviously, again, Mogadine must have known right off the bat because she didn't try to shield her. She didn't try to nothing. She knew, like, she could put a piddly little pew. Fire. It's like the it's like in the show when um that white cloak is trying to make a Gwen channel. He's like, channel or I'll cut your friend up. And she gets so angry and she's like, Aah! and she gets a little ball of like this teeny ball of flame and goes, mm-hmm. eh. <laughs> and it's, he's like, you're gonna have to try better than that. 
<laughs> like at this point, that is as good as Nynaeve can do, and Mogadine knows it. Yeah. So it's another clue that hmm, she yeah. already knows a whole bunch of what's going on here. Oh yeah, and yeah, and it doesn't turn out too well at first for uh, for Nynaeve at all. Um, yeah, she tries to throw a shield at the at Mogadine, uh, Mogadine, you know, brushes it aside and immediately wraps Nynaeve up in a weave, and then our our hero comes trying to come to the rescue um yeah great diversionary tactic oh mogadine brigitte shouts i I love this because my mind went to the same thing that brigitte stated like she wouldn't shoot her in the back i'd have killed her i'm sorry you are for freaking saken and i got the jump on you i'm gonna kill you Yeah. yeah there would have been no like announcement that's what the bad guys do the bad guys announce what they're going to do before they do it. The good guys are supposed to show up and win the day. And how do they do it? Because yeah. they just do it. But I like what the bad guys it's have you tied up and they're like, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you my entire plan right here. <laughs> All right, I'm done telling you the plan. Now I'm going to try and kill you. Ah, shit, you got out of your shackles. <laughs> well, that's what happened with uh, Bilal. I mean, he had the opportunity to kill Brand in the Stone of Tear like he had the black Asha there. He could have done it, but what does he do? He goes, "Why don't you fight me with your? Why, why don't we do a little sword fight?" It's like you could have just stabbed him in the back when he was reaching for Calendor, yeah. but like no, no that he dramatic just effect. And got, like, yeah. and what did that get him? Nothing. <laughs> Failure. Got, got him finger blasted. Death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, essentially, it's worse than death. You don't even exist anymore. Yeah. yeah. And, but uh, did the law really exist? Yeah, it was like, here's there for like five seconds. Um, I'll always be in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Brigitte tries to shoot an arrow at Megadian, and of course the arrow doesn't get in close. It just disappears before he gets there. Uh, and then uh, immediately Megadian turns Brigitte into like a little kid with a toy bow. And which is, which is like, hilarious. And I knew he's like, oh crap, this is not good. And at this point, fear sets in naive. I mean, she's like, I've been caught and not getting starts giving this whole speech about like well you know i wasn't gonna gather you this soon but i guess um i guess you're ready i guess it's time we're gonna go ahead and make you one of my pets and mm. and she's gonna go through everything you know she's not gonna kill her as she said before she doesn't want to she wants to use her so uh, i guess it's time for her to compel her or do whatever and um you know and and Nynaeve can feel it coming on and then she gets an idea i gotta admit the begging and the pleading, especially when it was read to me, felt so real from her. I was like, now mm-hmm. we're seeing her real colors. Like, she's going to become a Black. Yeah. Especially like, everything really... she's been going through and struggling with. It wasn't, I didn't think this was her trying to be sneaky. I thought it was her legit begging and pleading. Yes. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was broke and broken down here. That, that's mm-hmm. where my mind went. I was like, here's our, our first big turn to the dark side and she's gonna become a black and like that's i ran with that idea until the sneak attack even during the sneak attack i was like i still feel like she's gonna be the one out of the group to go to the dark side yeah can i ask did we have any hint at all that Nynaeve would have possibly done this to mcgideon putting the collar on her and the bracelet on herself like I was trying to think back. So first of all, when it happened, I was like, 
wait, what? And then I kept reading and I was like, holy shit, it's working. Like that's, <laughs> that's fucking amazing. <laughs> but yeah. like normally, like whenever anything big kind of happens, you could think back and go, oh, there were clues. Oh, there was a hint. Mm. But I'm like, nothing jumped out at me. Like this just seemed like a very spur of the moment, like Eureka thing. Like, yeah. wait a I mean, minute. Besides, besides the fact that Nanise has, has gross detest, uh, has detested, you know, uh, disgusted about them. I mean, when, when Egwene was studying them to try to create, um, uh, you know, Targriol and she was using the item to study, uh, Nynaeve was yeah. very vocal against it. But then, I don't know if that's yeah. a bread, breadcrumb, but I mean, that's the only really thing. And we I guess have. every encounter with Mogedian and Nynaeve has been uh, Mogedian threatening to capture and kind of bind Nynaeve to her. So I guess there is that sort of like... yeah. A little, yeah. but I can't, yeah, I can't remember any, like, specific, like, oh, oh, shit. See, there was this line here something... where it could have given you a hint. I, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And I think Jordan tried to imply that he gave us a clue by talking about the fact that it was indeed a link. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. when I read that, I was like, oh, you stretched it. I like, I like what you did <laughs> here. You did a very good job of, like, using this in a way that because we knew there was that piece we like we talked for numerous chapters about how the idom was going to be used on rand it's going to be used on <laughs> yeah, rand used on that's rand, true. Used on rand like that but was i didn't focus. i didn't consider it in this situation no our especially because of where they're at she could just think it into place yeah like it's brilliant actually when you think about it it is our, yeah. our full focus has been on the use of it for rand though so we right. knew it was coming back. We knew it was going to be used. We knew it was going to control somebody powerful. What we didn't even perceive was the idea that it would be used in Talon Riyadh on Mo yeah. Dean. Right. Blew my mind. So yeah. He, he does a really good job. Yeah. Have you all yeah. seen, uh, you know what this mo- the moment reminded me of? Have you seen Halloween, the new 2018 one? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a scene where uh, Judy Greer is, in at the in the basement and she has a rifle and the killer's hunting after them and she's doing this whole like mom i can't do it i can't kill him i can't do it and then michael myers appears and she goes gotcha boom shoot oh yeah it was very that like i think uh, was doing this whole like yeah like luring mo getting closer with like having her hand out there going oh my god please don't hurt me please don't do it boom and what yeah, so the Oscar goes to Nynaeve. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I was convinced. Yeah. It's like, I mean, oh, shit, shit, begging. We in trouble. I mean, someone <laughs> some, some did bring up the point where, I mean, if you remember back to when uh, Mogedian com- compelled Nynaeve in a lane back in the end of Tanchico when they first met oh, her. Oh, yeah. So this is kind of like a, a, a reverse, Uno reverse card on it. You know, yeah, like, it's, not yeah. quite reverse, compul- reverse. it's not compulsion, but it's, you know, con- complete control. Um, There's a fair bit of justice here at play for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in so many ways, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it also helps complete Nynaeve's arc a little bit because, you know, throughout this book, I think she, you know, she had that moment where she confessed to Brigitte and Elaine how much of a coward that she feels and how there's so much guilt regarding Brigitte's taking out, being taken out of Teleranriad because of her. And mm-hmm. I think this is her moment to kind of go, no, let's face this fear. Yeah, no, it's a good one. 
and and we'll we'll touch on that a, a little bit further after well in a little bit yeah yeah but she did yeah. for a brief moment just before this consider dipping out and because all she had to do was stop channeling the the spirit that kept her in and she could have left right. but then yeah. would have but then would have left uh Brigitte in there by herself at that point so maybe Brigitte uh, yeah yeah, and yeah. and she she has Brigitte, you know, Magetti and restore Brigitte, and, and yeah. So how did you know to come here? And so like Swan woke up and immediately figured out something's wrong. So yeah, uh, took the ring and went and took a little bit of the drink that Nani had left, and, and which by and, the way tasted disgusting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and and you know, Magetti at this point's like pleading for her life as well. Uh, you know, and Nani actually, I think doesn't she actually think about killing her? But yeah, you know, says ah oh, no. Not gonna do that. Um, uh, could you use she? Yeah, she thinks about it, but she's like, I like she can't bring herself to do it. Well, she thinks you can use her. Um, you know, yes, yeah, um, so and go to yeah. And and she tells uh Brigitte like what her plan is to go to where Rand is in Camelin to help, mm-hmm. but in Teleron Riyadh. Yeah, and even Brigitte's like, too, okay, though, because there is that moment of the begging <laughs> by Mogadine. And then the information that Lanfear, Grendel, Ravine, and Samuel are all plotting together. Oh, right. Yeah, she does ring her for information. That she was does. She gets, and, and the information that's given is very important because we know that at least four of them are working together. She's like, then again, Lanfear is always kind of playing her own tune. So yeah. we don't really know what Lanfear is really up to, but we do know that there's an attack coming, which is, irks my nerve because we're going to get there eventually yeah but she still never mentions the fact that they're planning a plotting against him yeah so it's like anyway pointless but i i do like how it's a trap it's a trap <laughs> you know through the link she's really able to get a good read on mogadine and she's really able to take control of her powers and use it to her advantage and you know, in my mind, yeah. I was hoping she's going to find a way to unlock her own abilities through the, this link. To break her... her um, yeah, to break her block. Her block. block, yeah. Mm. I do think it's cool. Like, it, it happens a couple of times. I don't know if it was right off the bat, but not just the channeling. You hinted at this, Chris. Like, she can feel everything she's feeling. So she can tell when she was getting lied to or when it was the honest truth or as Mogudin was talking, like what kind of emotion was behind what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which was pretty, pretty cool. I, like that'd be unnerving. I think in, in real life, like you always see like the shows or movies where there's like people that are telepathic and could read minds. And initially you're like, Oh, that's so cool. And they're like, no, not really. It's kind of overwhelming. Like, if, if you don't block people out, like, you get too much of what they're feeling, what they're thinking, like, all, all the shit. So, like, yeah, yeah, it could be, it could be really weird. But I mean, it worked to her advantage here, being able to get inside Mogadine's head. Yep. Agree. And that's how we, in this chapter, with them heading off to uh, Rakeet waking up and, um, and them heading off to uh, Kamen. And no, with no idea how she could possibly help because she can only yeah. be in Teleron Riyadh. Right. But she's going to go there anyway and see if she can figure out something. Interesting. The Will Weaves. The Will Weaves. Yeah. Anything the we missed from this chapter now that we're like two hours in? <laughs> uh-huh. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, moving on to chapter 55. The threads burn. burn. It burns, burns. <laughs> we when don't need this, no water. Let that mother burn. burn. When I read the, the title of this chapter, uh-huh. I right away went to Bellfire. Mm-hmm. That's how you described it. Last I, time we were talking about Bellfire, where you like light the thread yeah. kind of singes back. Yep. 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 So I was excited to see that. I was like, but then the thought went to who the hell gets hit by Bellfire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I started this chapter. And plus, when you see like Rand stopped and you see the title, The Threads Burn, I was like, oh, but this doesn't make yeah. sense. Ran is the Taviran. He's not a Taviran. He's the Taviran. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. So we start this chapter with Rand playing cat and mouse with Ravine in the Royal Palace as they're pretty much trying. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And he's pretty much just racing through the palace searching for Ravine and um, only stopping really to kill Shadow Spot when they get in the way. And when I say stopping, not really stopping, just. (laughs) <laughs> the only thing that's breaking his attention, I mean, because they're like flies at this point. Uh, he leaves like, his eye and a gust of wind hits a group. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he burps um, but, and gases, noxious smells kill another. Yeah, but but more importantly, while all this is going on, he is struggling with loose there in his head the entire time. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's it's a big struggle. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah so, in the second paragraph, it's like, the corridor was doubly familiar. I have walked this way with Elaine and Gawain the day I met Morgase. And then the other thought, she lay on a floor like this, her golden hair spread as though sleeping. Ileana, sun hair, my Ileana. Like, it's, it's kind of freaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I spent a little time thinking about, like, the nature of, like, who the dragon reborn is. Like, is he actually the dragon reborn like the moment he was born or does it take loose Theron like actually 100% taking him over or is he the one that's prophesized he saves the world because he's able to resist loose Theron since loose Theron's a fuck up and he just loses all the time or maybe he's able to control the loose Theron in him because like it, it's hard to talk about this without talking about every all the back and forth that he has with Luz Darren in his head in, in this chapter. But there was even a part where he's like, well, one, wishing he was there because he could kind of use him. But it was almost like there was a realization that like there's things that Luz Darren can do that he can't. And there's things probably that Luz Darren has done for him that he didn't even realize Luz Darren was doing it, but like he couldn't have done it on his own. But he also knows he needs to resist him. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have many books. I don't know how this is going to end up, but do we want him to resist Luz Theron or do we need Luz Theron to take over for, you know, him to be victorious to the last battle? Like, what are we cheering for here? I don't even know. I was with you on the side of can the two cooperate? That'd be hmm. cool. Hmm. Cause Luz Theron has his hangups too. He gets a little emotional when he starts thinking about Eliana. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Luz Theron just, uh, yeah, he's, he's, 
has his own. The loser. <laughs> I was telling so many dad jokes today. It's okay. Just get the points. Um, my wife's eyes were rolled so far back. So uh, I, I, I found a new one today, so I got really excited about it. So I had to share it, and I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was excited. Because um, you know what happens when you drop a, a box of berries on your feet? What? You can't. You cranberry walk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, this uh, is their ice cream. We lost our guests. And our guests are gone. <laughs> I'd have to be pretty desperate to use that with my children. But, but I'm I'm still gonna put it, I'm still gonna put it in the piggy bank. I'm gonna put it in the piggy <laughs> bank just in case. Uh, it was pretty bad. Uh I, the more I listen to it in my head, the funnier it gets. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I can barely walk. See, yeah. see I hey, like hey. the one that's, um, what do you call a dad? Uh, what do you call a dog underwater? A Scooby Diver. Uh. <laughs> oh, yes. That is a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Anyway, so back to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this loser. Yeah, this loser. Um, so yeah, so uh, Ravine's kind of throwing stuff at Rand as well, but Rand's blocking pretty much everything. Yeah, you know, tit for tat while searching for him, can't quite find him. He's like right on his heels, you know. Um, but and then he but, sends a bolt of lightning. Very, very frightening. Very frightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, anything about all this? I mean, you want to talk about the, the the thoughts going back and forth, or I mean, or, I mean, before he I mean, sees the gateway, and at the very least, it's it's so aggressive. And again, like in, in that same way that we're getting the same kind of pattern happening, just heightening in each book. Um, I'm kind of waiting for for this thing to blow out in a less broad. That's what she said. More, it, yeah. <laughs> i'm waiting for the uh for the specific piece to fit in that's going to make all all of this all click like it's like all right we know he's got a connection with us there and we know this little bit about him but i'm I'm really waiting for them to you know really cinch those two pieces together and what that looks like yeah Mm -hmm. for sure Yeah. yeah yeah and then uh after this that's when Rand comes across the residue of a gateway which is he thinks he's rushing towards it because he, he wants to see where it went. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> yep. And yeah, it's definitely a trap. So I had one of those moments uh, right at this point when the trap is sprung where you have to reread a couple of paragraphs like 16 times because oh, yeah, like, like the, the first sentence that would throw me for a loop as I continue reading, my brain hasn't let go of that first weird thing that happened. So it's thinking about that as I'm trying to read. And then I realized I read two paragraphs without paying attention to what the fuck I was reading. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm only digesting it a sentence at a time every time I go back. And I'm like, this is so freaking trippy, but awesome <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. It basically gets pulled right into Teleron Riyadh, which is, which makes it even more trippy because things happen so strangely there. Like, you know, yeah. things start to disappear and reappear. He destroys something and it comes back and then fades away again. Cause it's, cause what's happening in the dream world happens in the real world. Sometimes it stays permanent. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, you know, it's, it just, everything around him is super trippy. And he starts throwing yeah. lightning everywhere, trying to 
you know, hopefully, but he's like, I'm not going to stop until I see a body. Like, the, the like I don't care how much. The the bodies like, the needs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so chaos, chaos. And, he, and he's on the war path. Like, there's no slowing down. He's just going 100% full bore, um, blasting stuff, hunting him down. Like, I don't know. Like, even, th- there's a moment I was thinking, like, all right, he's pushing a little too hard. Like, if you get too passionate and you just start chasing, 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 that's that's how you run into traps, you know, because you're mm-hmm. not paying yeah. attention to, to everything. Right. Although, that being said, the trap that was set was so awesome. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think, even if Rand was tiptoeing, he'd have, he'd have gone into it. So, right. Yep. I mean, entering Teller on your eyes, that wasn't the worst thing, but I, I actually question whether or not the first part was a trap set by um robin or whether or not it was really loose there and trying to or realizing an opportunity mm. like almost yeah. sabotage yeah that's kind of where my mind went because so we we do have that moment a little i know it's a little farther ahead but the water trap or a little bit after where Rand begins seeing the image of an older man starting to combine with his own face yeah, he's like As looking he in a mirror to and... disassociate yeah mm-hmm. so we're starting to see you know is Luke yeah, taking over is it the trap of Teleran we are worried sees face worried crease face more white in his hair than brown mm-hmm. I am loose fit if he had transformed into loose staring here physically and loose had taken control when he stepped out of Teleran he would have been lose there and this kind of helps us with our friend that we've kind of like forgotten about for a while here our hunter Slayer. Slayer. yeah and how he changes his image entering and exiting the dream he's entering the dream so he this is probably this is definitely a dark friend oh, entering okay. oh. Riyadh, or a male okay. channeler that has learned okay. how to uh, Lord, Lord Luke. Yeah. Lord Luke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, and then when he enters, guy. he changes his features and everything. His form. Oh, that's right. He's blended with uh, Land's cousin yeah, or something. Yeah, he looks more like a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's Ooh. some. And we don't know which one's the actual... Maybe Land's whatever he was, cousin, uncle, brother, whatever. At this point, I don't remember. Maybe that's the Ooh. real him. And maybe he left because he figured he could channel. Okay. Oh, and that's how he's hiding. And that's how he's hiding it. Hmm. And so he's reinvented oh, himself in the real world. Interesting. Or somehow, well, they were two people at one point, but somehow, no, we or maybe they, they were two people. That's true. And now that we have this Rand transforming to another person, we know that well, this can happen. Luke, well, Luke was 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 it? So I thought they both okay. like disappeared in the same battle yeah. or something. Very similar. Yeah, so same Luke, time. Yeah, Luke ran away. Lord Luke ran away. He from Camelin, I think. Camelin, yes. Went, bounce mm-hmm. and uh, so and then yeah, Esam vanished from the borderlands. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't think Eric and I ever went into discussion about uh, Lord Luke and Esam and Slayer on. When we got to those episodes, but this is a kind of brand new, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I wonder, man. Now you got my mind reeling. Like, if there's some sort of similarity in that mm-hmm. merging, 
Yeah. Oh, we should that. drop that that thought and then continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So after you just, after you just the blew up my brain and now you're like, well, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> like, after the we switched to naive real fast because um, we we you know Rat, Rand goes the, the trap gets kind of sprung and then and then switches over to naive and she's in Camelin. Mogetti is terrified, like to the point where yeah. like might not even move. And naive's trying to like duck and cover and find somebody whether it's Rand or Ravine, but she's trying to be careful at the same time because she realizes that if it's Ravine, obviously he'll kill her instantly. If it's Rand, he might kill her just because someone came around the corner. Um, the you know, like, yeah. yeah um, so and was, Ravine and Rand are Duke real in Teleron Riyadh. Yes. Like, they're in, in the their actual flesh form. Right. Which that, like, I still don't know what to think about that. Right. Like, because McGetty tells them that, like, they're not dreaming. They are, they are in the flesh. And, and, and tell so they can so. full channel and everything in there. That's right. just so, that's so weird. And, I don't and know. It's apparently really, from, like, it's, the wise one. That's extremely, that da- yeah, evil. extremely dangerous to go into the Teleron well, well, in the flesh. But also, we heard from Hopper and the wise one. So oh, from yeah. two different aspects of uh his parents done it before world yeah because parents got yeah. in the fl- like yeah because he did well, it and when we morning. first met lanfear where were we that might have been a dream. i don't think that was, uh, no no are you talking about the portal stones the portal stones yeah yeah that like weird alternate world but where the portal i don't think that was teleranriod though no that was like that different possible universe that was a yeah yeah yeah, yeah but that was a flicker it? i don't know or was it just Salariah being shaped by Lanfear? And then, so if Rand or anybody else, but if he can physically enter Teleron Riyadh, and while he's there, he can make changes to it, right? Excuse yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my mind goes back to when they were first gating, skimming. I don't even remember what the difference is. When they went and traveled to Camelin, and when they're in the void in between, and he's able to create this platform for him to stand on and everything, like... Is someone as powerful as Rand have the ability to just create a whole new existence, a whole new reality? Can he a be the creator? World. A whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. I think with never mind. I almost uh, yeah. There you go. I almost <laughs> gave a late. Is that real? I almost gave a late spoiler, and I went, "Oh wait, no." Yeah, <laughs> safe. That was good. Good, 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 save. good save. Good save. And then, if that's the case, what if their world they're in is just something created by what they call their creator, but it's somebody that exists with many other beings on his plane, but they were sort of also like created simulation sort of theory. Or it's like we're in the marble that the kid is playing with. <laughs> Bogadin was thrown up in the corner, y'all. That's right. <laughs> oh my god. Dry, dry <laughs> heaving. Dry heaving. There's nothing left. Ruined. That's empty. She was screaming, crying, throwing up, vomiting. Like she was like, and that's it's really interesting. The sort of dichotomy of channeler forsaken relationships that we've gotten with Brandon Asmodian, where no Asmodian, it wasn't exactly like, sure, yeah, no, I'll be your friend. Let's do this. But they sort of got into a routine versus where Nynaeve and Mogedian have had like a Roadrunner Coyote sort of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Where finally we kind of see Mogedian's a bit of a coward, you know. I yeah. think there's a reason I why. Mean, Nynaeve, for, yeah, 
I mean, Nani's, Nani's trying to drag him up, get into the party. Am I getting started too early and the annoying girl that's throwing up like at 6 a, 6 p.m., you know, in the corner already? You know, like, geez, why would you invite her? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the girl that talked a big game of like, oh, yeah, no, when we go out, I'm doing shots, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And then she has one like wine yeah. spritzer and <laughs> is like, I'm home. I'm so drunk. <laughs> I find it yeah. very interesting how Nynaeve could use her fear as a tool to fuel her own power. Mm. Like, I just, I want to know yeah. what this block is and how it's overcome. Because fear seems to be the thing that really drives, or anger is the, the thing that really drives Nynaeve. Oh, fear leads to anger. Too. Yeah. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Are you going to that cycle? Think, is she going <laughs> to so, Yeah, suffering builds patience, patience, character, and character brings the hope of salvation. Or maybe it just brings her becoming a really dark, dark friend because she thrives on fear and anger. I know it's probably way far fetched, but in my mind, I now want Nynaeve to be on the dark side for some reason. Okay. Dark, Darth Nynaeve. Yeah. Well, she is, she is Anakin, right? There, there you said it yeah adult very, Anakin think, not the little kid I think that was that was book one <laughs> yeah that was very early <laughs> very early uh yeah but what I love about this whole Nynaeve section is Nynaeve has constantly been in a lot of dangerous situations and I feel like she's just gone all right we just got to keep going at this point like when she uh found the gang in Barillon in Eye of the World I'm like I just cannot, I love that mental image of Nine A just angrily tugging her braid through trollic infested uh, countryside, just going, not now, okay? And they're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then like yeah. in the Panarch's Palace, like she's been like in the thick of it and she's just like, anyway, I have more important things to do. So we need to get going, you know? Yeah. 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 And, uh, after this, we switch back to Rand again. At this point, Rand fully realizes the trap. Uh, he's in Teleron Riyadh. They start, I guess, uh, that's when Ravine throws all the water at him. And then, uh, I guess, the piranhas. I mean, that's what I thought of it. Small, yeah, small exactly fish. Yeah, the small fish start attacking him from every angle and start taking chunks out of him. Uh, but then he realizes that he can will things away. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, he's fumbling through trying to figure out the rules of Teleron Riyadh. Whereas, you know, Nynaeve's a lot more experienced and knows how these things work. He doesn't know how any of this works. He's just, mm-hmm. he's struggling. And I think that's why if Ravine had brought him there, that's why it might be clever for him. I mean, especially if Ravine is more, I guess, experienced, bringing Rand to a place where he doesn't even know the rules. Yeah. Uh, def- definitely gives a forsaken upper hand. I'm going to jump back a little bit because I really loved everything that happened between Nynaeve and Mogadine. I won't jump yeah, let's back, go back too long too far. But I love how quickly and how able um, our Miss Wisdom, because she switches back into her mindset of, I'm, I've been the wisdom, I am the wisdom, head the women's circle, I know how to take charge. Mm-hmm. And so she literally like whips Mogadine with a belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just that. Many times herself, over. I was like, yes, keep spanking. All the spankings. More spankings, spankings, more spankings. (laughs) And when you're done with her, I need a spanking. But it's like I've been bad too. When you're ready to cooperate again, just nod. 
So we do see a little bit of that naive that we all fell in love with, the very much mm-hmm. in charge and control as she has power at her beck and call. And she'll take that from anybody. Like we have this side of her where she's all about the people, but then we have this other side where she's willing to use people to her advantage. Mm-hmm. And that's anybody. I mean, she literally later on saves Mogadine. Yeah. In a sense, which that that really trips me out. But she's like deliberately hardening herself in order to be able to use Mogadine for her own purpose, which also makes a very good amaranth seed. So I'm just gonna kind of continue to plant that seed too, because she has my vote right now. She's yeah. gonna be a dark friend of the amaranth seed, so. or both. You know, because apparently that could be a thing. She could be the Amulet of the Dark Tower, the Black Tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, back to Rand and the Piranhas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, for some, Rand for some reason by fish. Um, like when I was picturing this in my head, it was all cartoon fish. I don't know why. <laughs> and I wasn't because doing drugs. It with I was colors. Maybe that's what yeah. it was, but like I just pictured cartoon fish. They're mutant bug fish. Like he worked his way into an animation, like which would be even more trippy. If they ended up doing that on the show, I think that'd be cool too. Yeah. Like he just warps into this two dimensional world and it just becomes the uh, take on me aha video, you know, yeah. like steps <laughs> in and the guy's a wrench. He's like on paper. And, yeah. <laughs> that'd be perfect. Ba-da-ba-ba. And with as long that as music, play, yeah, with the music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll never read that, right, Rafe? If you listen to us, that's it. That one's on the house. These are these are these are big ideas. These are big ideas. Take me home. Gonna get revealed. Sorry. I can't hit that note, but I tried. I can't go. Good job, though. That wasn't too bad. (laughs) I can't do the melody because I barely have a voice. But (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, if if Rafe truly cared about the source material, um, (laughs) climax of Fires of Heaven would be done, a la uh, Take on Me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All the way. Hundred uh, percent. It, it's what Robert Jordan would have wanted, honestly. It, I, I, think I think that's so. what he wrote. If you read, if you read the yeah. words, that's pretty much what he wrote. Yeah. yeah. I think Robert yeah. Jordan intended for this to be like a musical comedy, and I think if he saw this, he would be like, Harriet, why are they serious? <laughs> <laughs> when will Rand really? I guess okay. if, you're, if you're drowning, you're going to be anxious. But the random firing of bail fire all at one time, that kind of concerned me a little bit. I was like, that's a horrible use of power. It wasn't that Lou was doing too. it? No, Lou's was concerned about it too, I think. Yeah. Wasn't he? I thought Lou's yeah. the one I thought Lou's pulled the trigger. No, Lou's doesn't like Bellfire. No, Luz, yeah, he absolutely hates it. No. And I mean, we know we realize and we know the impact or the assumed impact of Bellfire. It's very quickly confirmed. So the fact that he's willing to let this off, in my mind, my continual fear was that he hits Nynaeve with Bellfire. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. 
that's all that was going through my mind. I don't mind him hitting Mogadine. Like, that's really bad, but we could afford to lose her. But Nynaeve was the one I was like, don't don't hit Nynaeve. Please leave her alone. Like, stop shooting. He doesn't know she's there. He doesn't even know where this place is. Yeah, but she's Tavirin too, so she's going to dodge it just in time. Also, (laughs) don't ever say that we can afford to lose Nynaeve. How dare you? Nynaeve is an integral part. Wait, I, th- I thought it was afford to lose Magedian. Yeah, we can afford to lose Magedian, but we can't oh, yeah. lose any. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, was overly concerned about that. I mean, I would hate to have lost. I would hate to have lost Magedian here because Magedian, of the Forsaken that we've met, has been the most competent of the ones. Like, I mean, Landfear does some awesome tricks. Right. If she wasn't think- so wrapped up around Luz Theron, uh, Landfear by far would have been like the most formidable opponent, but she lost her cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, but the, see, and I have quickly become the, I was, I, it, it still hurts me at this point. Yeah. Um, have become a fan of, uh, darn, his name just left my, it's really bad when you're a fan. You can't think of his name as Modian. As, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, well, yes. So, yeah, yes. My, my yes. Scared, <laughs> but, I, I have quickly become a fan of Asmodian at the end of this book here, uh, you know, up until the end of this book. Well, I got, there's a question in chat that I have to ask. Um, has has Ian broken it off with his fiance? I mean, he's talking bad about Lanfear now. It's just no, it, it was a huge turnoff oh. when she got all like crazy psycho with Rand. Yeah, like I you thought... were with another girl, but like, yeah, that totally. I thought this was a legit like Ian's fiance that I'm like, that's a very personal question to ask. Lanfear is Ian's fiance. So she okay. was my fiance. Uh it is personal, but I am so over her. She crazy. Okay. Yeah, when she uh, shows up uh, with the skin of Haddon and Kadir, that tends to kill things a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know that was that, so that was that wasn't the ah. worst. But yeah, I could have seen past that. <laughs> it wasn't you know. You know what? That, was, that the... wasn't a deal breaker. That was not right. The deal that was a deal breaker. You know what? The insane put jealousy. the skin over the put the skin over the chair. We're good. Yeah, you yeah. know, as, as long as it doesn't start stinking up the room. It puts the lotion on the skin. Yeah. It puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> well, this took a really dark turn. It did. So <laughs> now. Now we have you know if she makes the skin the safe object where I have to hold it and then release it when it goes too far, then that might be the safe object. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. That'd be weird. (laughs) Because you're gad, you can't always have a safe word. You need a safe object as well. So that that'll be weird. (laughs) I'm sorry, Chris. You're trying to bring us back to reality. We have we have and I need chasing Robin. And he keeps vanishing around different corners. He's a very for a big guy, he moves quick. Well, he's yeah. been around a while. He knows what he's doing. And he probably knows that they're there. No, he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, oh. well, I so at least at this point reading it, I, I would have to assume that he does or, oh. has the, or has the potential to. You know why he's running. He's trying to keep Rand confused as to which window he's Sure, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't have the ability. I mean, he might be so focused on Rand that he doesn't bother to take the time to sense them. But could he? I mean, we don't no, know that he can't. can't sense the women's power anymore yeah. than women can sense the men's. 
it, they can't yeah, send somebody in Teleron Riyadh though. I don't know, but but I don't think so. I, I don't Brigitte think... was able to sense yeah. that other people were intentionally in Teleron Riyadh. But she so, was of Teleron Riyadh. No, Brigitte was able to sense both Nynaeve and Mogadine in Teleron Riyadh because she was dreaming. Yeah, but you're making the assumption that because they went in there in the flesh that they can't do it. Yeah, that is my assumption. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying safe to assume, maybe I'm, I'm wording it wrong, not safe to assume like that is in, in fact true that he could, but you have to assume that being naive, you have to be very careful and assume that maybe he knows you're there or maybe he's leading you into a trap. You got to be super cautious because you don't know. I I thought the same thing every time she hit the corner and he was gone. And she hit another corner and he was gone. And and I was like, this is too convenient. Right. Are you going to round a corner and he's right in your face? Yeah. But but that was my next thought. There are too many corners being hooked for it to be because of her. Doors and corners. Doors and corners. He had been going after her. He would have set a trap the same way he did for Rand. He would have snared her in no time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Especially for not being able to even pick up on the fact that he's channeling. He could have set a trap at any point in time for her. And yeah. she may have even broken her focus and set Mogany free, and then he could have had some help. So that's true. Yeah. 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 Um, and also, we, 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 we skipped over the fact that after the whole water thing, this is when the source starts to slip away from Rand. Yeah. He, he starts to feel the source <laughs> slipping away from him. Yeah, in his panic moment nearing the idea of death, and then he gets transformed into an animal, which I can't figure out what's... It's probably a dog or a cat or a ferret or... I like to think of a ferret. <laughs> maybe maybe it was on his way to be a wolf. Four legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a gerbil. It was, it was a guinea pig. Oh my god. Or a badger. Maybe he's oh, been transformed into a go. badger. A duck yeah. platypus. Um, a possum. A little possum. baby possum. Little baby oh, my possum. God. Uh, that's what it was. It was definitely yeah. a possum. <laughs> he was being shifted into this possum, and he was at the same time trying to draw all of the power he could, which in my mind, I was like, yeah, might not be the best idea, but we'll see where this goes. Yeah. 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 Just a crazy cartoon montage. And and he has one yeah. more. He, he feels like he has enough power for one more strike, but he doesn't know where to strike at because he doesn't know where Ravin is. And that's where we switch back to naive, and she finally finds Ravin. Finally hooks that last corner, and he's sitting there like giggling. He's like, "Yeah." She gets a jump on him. Yep. Yep. But or does she though? I mean, she uses like all the power from through Megadian to. To like throw fire into our arena, but he just kind of like and he burns a little bit, but he walks out of it. Well, I mean, the instant flash—it's a—it's a good, yeah. He gets really—it's a good, really uh, a good burn. He gets, he gets burned up. Yeah, he gets burned yeah. up. But he's but still he's able away. to. Sh- yeah, he's able to kind of put that bubble around him real quick. He, so he like, Anakin's himself out of that lava that pit, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so here we get. I hate game. you. So I, I don't did. forget to give my son my lightsaber. <laughs> I didn't think that the void was required. Your father wanted me to give this to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. I didn't realize the void was required to channel. Mm. I mean, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, so that's something that we talked about um a while ago. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily required, 
but that's a technique that's used for soldiering that 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 Tama taught them. And it's a way that that Rand uses it. But it's also Land mentions it as well in one of the earlier books. Like, oh, your father taught you that? Like about the void and the flame. Like so yeah. and the it, females a more, had a way of teaching like a certain focal point. Flower, a to, flower blossoming blossoming was right. their kind of focus. Not the same yeah. as a void, but it's it's a way to kind of like get your mind off of all the other stuff, focus on one little mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be one of those things where, you know, in the women's society, if I said I like that's a very common taught thing that's been passed down through all channelers or most channelers about the blossoming flower as a way of kind of not using, you know, uh, I guess an allegory or, or, or a comparison metaphor. To, metaphor. Thank you. To, yeah. to, um, to teach how to. And even though men don't channel anymore, probably in the least the warrior societies, whether it's alien soldiers, Tam, or borderland soldiers, Lan, uh, the flame in the void was taught by men and still passed on in warrior societies and yeah. but might date back to H and I said, I mean, we right. don't. No, that's kind of that, right. That's kind of what I've thought. Sure. Yeah. I kind of went off that conspiracy theory of maybe Tam knew more than he let on because he's a time traveler. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do know that. He's, he's been though, to all these places and times. I, it, you know, to use the same thing for swordsmanship as you do for channeling, I was like, maybe there's a little bit more to Tam's story that we have not figured out yet that we will soon figure out. So that kind of entered my mind for a moment. And the other part was I might just be thinking too far into this. Yeah. So like, I've never called it like going and in, getting into the void or anything like that, but uh, whether it's uh, hand-to-hand combatives or uh, even uh, shooting at the range, um, you, you train, we do a crawl, walk, run sort of thing. It, you train to get proficient so like your body knows what to do and the, the movements go to i think combatives is probably a better example you go through all this stuff slowly you know how to react to certain things that they do blah 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 blah, blah. but like when you actually get good at it and you're doing it like live speed and the other person is actually trying to freaking take your head off and remove joints if you overthink every move you're doing especially when it's moving quickly you're gonna lose you don't have time yeah. to yeah. think you have to clear your mind and just react and let your body do also what, it, what you've trained it to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, okay, Alan, it took me five minutes to say that and you did it in two seconds. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I about this thing. Very I got you. <laughs> I think it didn't, really, it didn't really occur to me until now that like, maybe, maybe um, it's kind of like, there's not a universal, you know, switch necessarily and it's all kind of an extension of you know how to access that and i'm wondering if there are like other wild channelers out there that have different methods you know and i mean i think we see that because like night age like she needs like that anger to feel it you know like a fire Um, and so i'm wondering too if there's different like flavors of of that and how to access it Hmm. remember how back in the day when Egwene first channeled and we went to the whole elemental idea like she was able to draw on the water to create a fire I know we like that was right. far-fetched or maybe it's because but... she was leaning on Bella who is yeah. the creator Bella! Yeah, Bella. Anyway, <laughs> but we, we, we do see this anxiety that he's having in his attempt to channel and and kind of pin up all of this power 
trying to figure out where he's going to shoot it at. You know, he's he's got this pinup load and he's just trying to let it right. go. It's like you're trying Amen. to find that right moment. Mm-hmm. Like you're in a good spot now. You could let the video go forward a little bit more, but maybe it won't be. Oh my god! Exactly. Like, and, you, and, you and fast then, forward a little bit and realize, no, nah, it's the wrapping up the story. Let me go back to the good part. And then she like lights it up. She like really just highlights exactly where she wants it. Right. Like, and you get that bam, right here. Where you able to focus and zoom in on. Yep, on the face. Right. The charred yeah. face. <laughs> well, now it just got awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's like, I think uh, I'm going to cut all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> and then boom, finger blast. So, yeah. So, uh, the, well, Nynaeve gets freaks out because at this point, Ravine steps out and turns his attention to her. Um, and Mageddon really is just stupid of him. Like, if yeah. I can block her out, I'm going to finish the job I started first. Yeah. Because that yeah. little hesitation literally cost him. His, his existence. life yeah his no, not even life yeah existence, existence. yeah because life can come back around in the wheel because rand's down below he and sees the fire burn out he's like that's where he is and and power and powers up as much as he could possibly channel and just throws every scrap of bale fire at him. yeah now see i'm gonna pause right here because this is where i knew because of what we've learned that the others were coming back yeah that right that's when i was like oh shit especially because they were describing the size of it it was big and girthy it was just a giant huge finger blast exactly (laughs) so i knew big things were coming like so but that also set my spiral to how far back now how far back does this stretch it depends on how big the blast. <laughs> what, if, what if what if a male and female channeler could finger blast together? Yeah, knock you back three Sundays. What if yeah. what if you find <laughs> what if you find thirteen male channelers to all blast at the same time? <laughs> It'd be kind of gross. <laughs> I don't. Okay, okay. Thirteen female channelers to finger blast at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Two girls, one finger blast. What's the, what's the, what's the, uh, I, I, this might be a spoiler. There, there's a number for the largest, large, because with male and female, you can go bigger than 13. So, but I can't remember how big, you know, but yeah. Um, there's a number. I'm sure chat, chat will let me know in a second, but, um, so. so, but I mean, how far back does it go? Because we don't know how long he's been in this world and what he's impacted. Who oh yeah. Killed, what else did it unwind? impacted. What else did he undo? How did it go back? Hundred years, thousand years? Like we know, well, even if it's two full days, like that could be a lot. Ever beans done in the last couple of days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's taken out a lot of nobles. He's shaped the world. I mean, by this assumption, by things being undone, like his charm on the queen should have definitely been undone. His control of her people are undone. And we see them turning on their then allies, like people that were fighting with the Trolloc are now, I'm skipping ahead, but mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. They begin to fight with the Trolloc. So in my mind, I'm like, can you hold them accountable for their actions since they no longer know what they've yeah. done? 
Yeah. All right, I'm gonna let you get me back on track. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. To well, I mean, so Nynaeve after after this, uh, she maintains her re- weave until Rand's Balefire because switches back to Nynaeve after Rand blasts and um and mm-hmm. Nynaeve sees the Balefire go through and and Ravine cease to exist. And, and she, re- she was able to dodge it. It didn't yeah. get on her. And, and she can feel Mo- Mo- the, the relief of Mo- getting through the Adam um, as this happens. And immediately Big Nynaeve release. goes down to, to, to meet Rand and heal him. Uh, he heals him pretty much except for the old wound that can't be healed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it mentions that again. Um, that The one uh, that he got from Bosmol. Bosmol. Ballsy. Um, and... Ooh. Tells uh, tells him that they must leave now. That being the world of dreams and the flesh is too dangerous. You need to leave it. Um, Get away here! Of course, Rand passes his his yeah mean message on, but from Land on an ID of like, by the way, Land found someone else. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's like, and and I'm I found somebody else too. So y'all just y'all women leave us alone now. Yeah, so long and thanks for all the fish. Yeah. Again, this is where I'm like, why didn't she shut him up for a minute and say, "Oh yeah, there's a trap headed your way," mm-hmm. like, "Oh, when there's others fighting. involved, yeah. yeah, there's others involved. It's not they're just Ravine, yeah, um, you know, because what fun would that be? Yeah, exactly. Maybe she thought that okay, so there's only one, and no one else has popped out yet. Maybe yeah. it was just Ravine. It's a dangerous assumption to make and not share, right? Yeah. I think after like, because at this point the dust has settled, and you know, if the dust is settled, and if the dust is settled, and there's nothing else, and I think it's kind of like a okay. And I also feel like the Forsaken would have backed out the second Balefire started getting thrown around. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. But it was implied earlier that this she was not she could have shared that it. was being set. Yeah, this is a whole nother right. trap. Yeah. yeah, which would just ang- anger you very like even more at the very end of this book, yeah. assuming what we run into is another Forsaken, which we don't know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Rand leaves this point, and it goes back to Nynaeve and trying to figure out what to do with Mogedian, and she comes a plan like, all right, here's some four crude tea. It means you can't channel. Go ahead and drink this. And um, by the way, I put everything together now. You know who Swan is. You know who Phelan is. Yeah, you're in camp with us, so um, I'll we'll see you in a little soon. bit. <laughs> and, and she should be sleeping like a baby. Yeah, you should be sleeping like a baby. So we'll come see you. And guess what bit. she has in the real world? An item. An item. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. So this is her way of getting rid of her block because she's going to put that item on herself. That'd be and nice. And get Morgadian. And Morgadian's going to become her Asmodian. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I don't know if she'll make as good of a conversion there. Yeah. But when you can force but, her to do whatever you want, you're gonna right. force her to teach you how to undo that block. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That could help there. And then you're gonna you you have equal power to her now. You're gonna learn everything that she has to teach you, and then you're gonna expand on that. Yeah. Well, and Magedian would have a huge incentive to help out Nynaeve because anything that happens to Nynaeve, she's gonna feel it also. Yep, ten times so over. Her her own self interest is is a good motivator there. Mm-hmm. I like that. I didn't think of that. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yep. 
And then the final point of view for this chapter is we switch back to Rand. He runs to the palace. The damage is not as bad as it was in the world dreams because, well, that happened there, not fully in the real world. Um, and outside, the fighting is still going on. But as soon as Rand enters in, it's uh, it's like a John Cena, um, you know, running in from uh, a wrestling. Right, the, and the, like The door is pretty much just open. But I'm pandas down there giving the people's elbow to a bunch of Murdraw. Exactly. And then Randy yeah. starts laying out bail fire everywhere. And like the they're like Trollocs like, yep, I'm out. Deuces. <laughs> like the face. Yeah. <laughs> now he's doing a little pinpoint pricks like <laughs> with like pinky <laughs> size yeah. finger blasting. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's already he's... wasted the big one. So now he's <laughs> just a little itty bitty guy. <laughs> 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 So here, I'm, I got to go back. I'm sorry. No, sure. Do it. <laughs> if you get the power of Megadian, do you still listen to those sisters in charge, those blues and reds? Mm. and what, like, Or do you take over? Um, I'm just let you sit on that one. I don't need you to answer right away. I just want you to think ooh. about that. What, what do you do if you're naive? So we got her. We, we uh, got them shooting little wait, guns. Is it Nynaeve aware that Mogadine? Yeah, Nynaeve's aware that Mogadine has this power to compel. So if she does collar her, she could compel whoever the fuck she wants. Now period. she doesn't exactly. like the idea of compelling, but just yeah, but by having this is this is how you turn to the dark side. There's gonna be something, some some other evil that she thinks justifies doing this little evil that she knows is. But she's like, I'm gonna just do this once. And then it's going to spread, and then it's going to spread, it's going to spread. This is Nynaeve's again, transition. This is how to she gets unlocked. And that's how they get you. This is that's how, how they get you. Becomes the next Amalus seat. Oh, you pay your taxes? Man, that's how they get you, man. <laughs> you can't pay that shit. <laughs> that's how they get you. So, man. you know, back jumping forward, we have the, the, the shooting of the little guns, and then <laughs> we see all the the people kind of splitting up. We we see all of this stuff unfolding, and you get Rand. And everyone's back alive. Rand, who like let's go of the void because he wants to feel. He wants to like cry tears of joy, which is pretty cool. I, I gotta but, give him but that. Like, there's still so many people still dead like that. He is just he can't take. It's bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so shouldn't have he have finger blasted been- those Merdral harder? Because if he would have finger blasted them enough, like. Any of the Aiel that the merger would have killed in like the last couple of minutes or whatever would have also been alive. But then you had to worry about collateral damage. Has he been worried about collateral damage? Mm. Well, no. So when he wasn't, that's when he thought Avienda was dead and Matt was right. dead. And right. now they're back. So you're right. Yeah, he's got to yeah, be a little yeah. more cautious. He's be cautious not to hit them. Okay. I'll buy that. Good answer, Alan. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he gives orders uh for the Aiel to to chase down the trollocs that are running um and go pursue them slaughter them all and they shouldn't kill everybody but avienda yeah he actually goes up and gives avienda a great big hug in my mind (laughs) and tries to hug matt yeah (laughs) matt's like get off me bro (laughs) like yeah like we died or something he's like um and kind of talking of matt uh, we got a little uh, to bring it to the last book. This is something that took me a little embarrassingly a long time to figure out. Um, the Eofin, uh their little prophecy to him to live and die again in the world, uh, to live and to 
to die and to live again in the world that was, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do recall something like that. Uh, Which obviously at the time made no sense then. Yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, God, how do you, Ailson? Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, okay. So, uh, what fate? The three were on their feet atop the pedestals. He could not tell which shrieked, which answered. To marry the daughter of the nine moons, to die and live again and live once more a part of what was, to give up half the life of the world, to save the world, uh, go to Ruidi in front of battles, blah, 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 blah. That's, that's what I was talking about. Okay. Yeah. To nice. die and to live again and live once more as part of what was. I've done that so many times. I mean, Alan, you've been, you, Alan, you've been with me when I drank tequila, right? Yeah, like yes. every, oh my God. Those nights where I finished the bottle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, to die and to live again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but did you die? Yes. yes. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> um, yeah. So anything else from these chapter? And that's how we end this chapter. So no, that's it. Yeah. That so was a good on. one. We can move on to the last chapter of the book, which is not a long chapter, but there's some good nuggets in here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, um, it's called Glowing Embers, chapter 56, and it's the Wheel of Time symbol. And we're in Rand's point of view. Um, it's after all the aftermath, and Rand's in the palace uh, gardens. Uh, you know, he sees Matt and Avina talking to each other. Um, um, They're uh, leaving to hunt the remaining Trollocs. Uh, yeah, uh, to the other, they, they're leaving the hunts of the remaining talks to the others. Um, and in walks somebody from stage right. Um, Devram Bashir shows up. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. And we've heard this uh, name. Note first before Bashir. you keep going, because you keep doing this. We're going to stop for a second. Avienda is listening to Rand. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, mind you, she was reminded, like, you're no longer a lady to spear and you're not a wise one. So you really don't have any place to speak. And he's your car, Karn. But this kind of bodes to, you know, Ian, I'm not going to say his whole idea of her being pregnant, but. Yeah, she is. It does bode to the fact that she's kind of giving in more and more to Rand. And there's definitely something up because she's playing in the water. And kind of mesmerized by the fish, which doesn't sound like Avienda. Like I could see her sulking at the water and like, why the hell are they being so wasteful? But for her to have these like thoughts about the fish and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, trailing her hand indignantly and then just really pondering, that does show her in a different light. So there you could be on something and I'm not gonna completely give it to you, but you could be on something. Well, Rand completely gave it to her, and she is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> the best finger blast yet. So, anyway, we, we do have this new person enter. Yeah. And we've heard of him before, because uh, of was looking for where, where he was, and he went missing. They couldn't figure out where he was. And it's Devin Bashir, who we've talked about before. You guys know who that is, right? Poppy. Yeah, Poppy. It's uh, mm. uh, uh, the bird girl's dead. Five five eels dead. Yeah. Yep, girl's dead. Yep. <laughs> um, so he comes in. He's like, "Hey, listen, um, hold I was on." Trying- he did it again. He had that cool looking rod thing. Oh uh, yeah, with the with the wolf head on it. Yeah, this can't be a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Now, the question that. is, are these people a bunch of wolf people? They've just been keeping it under wraps over time, or do they have did they have the prophecy that tells us more about who Perrin is supposed to be? And maybe mm. they don't have a bunch of wolf brothers in their group, but they know something about the history or one of their ancestors way back was one. And when Perrin, when it comes out that Perrin is who Perrin is, <laughs> becomes like their new king or leader, whatever. Maybe There's no way it's just coincidence. Perrin book next. How awesome would that be? <laughs> There's no way this still, is just coincidence. Still waiting for that parent chapter, huh? Yeah. <laughs> parent could Did be the one really on the other side of the door at the very end. He might have been here. We won't know until yeah. the next book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Bashir does come in, though. Um, and he's a general of Saldea. Um, he's, I guess, the uncle of the queen of Saldea, I think. Yeah. Says. Yeah. There's some relation. Um, yeah, and he's he's there trying to hunt down Taim. Um, and he had come there to ask Morgays if it's okay because he had heard rumors that Taim was in Andor, but uh, he found out Morgays wasn't there. And when he tried to meet with Gabriel, Gabriel's like, "I don't want to talk to you," ignored him. But now that Gabriel and Morgays and Rand says, "Well, they're both dead," um, and so uh, you know, I'm the one in charge, pretty much. <laughs> Rand says, he goes, he goes, so can I come in and hunt Taim?" Goes like. You can come in, but no, you're not going to hunt him down. He's like, what do you mean? He goes, I can channel. Are you going to hunt me down? It's like, well, no. It's like, then any man that can channel can come to me. Full amnesty. We need all the channels we can get. I don't care if they get mad. Nice. <laughs> and is smart enough to be like, well, then I'll just team up with you too. And that way I can keep an eye on them. I can keep an eye on you. I got 9,000 men here. We'll see what you can do. If shit goes sideways, then we're just gonna kill all of you. So, what do you think about this proclamation? Like, um, I mean, Rand never planned this. I mean, he even said that, like, he doesn't plan oh, on announcing this soon. But uh, you know, to to allow male channelers to to come out of the hiding or are coming full force, uh, it happened. And I'm thinking yeah. part of the lead up was the very simple fact that we have Nynaeve trying to fix low game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like just in that thinking, I was like, we we definitely need more male channelers because we need that power. Because we know yeah. the last time that the Dark One was stopped, it took male and female channelers, and we can't just have one because Rand clearly can't do it on his own. Yeah. So speaking of not being able to do it on his own, I, I double down. Like if this is the route he's taking, hopefully very soon we find something better than just having an Asmodian around, like we find an actual group of male channelers that found some way to protect themselves from going crazy or something, whether it be in this world in a part we haven't explored yet, or whether it's in some mirror world where they've hidden themselves, or maybe they've disguised themselves in Teleron Riyadh somewhere. There's got to be some male channelers that exist that are going to help Rand along and hopefully help. There was other- Shansha. Hmm. Well, uh, I don't know. I didn't like, say that they're, once they're- before. Yeah, but they're anti um, male channelers also. But there's that mm-hmm. place beyond the waste. Yeah, that like is. very few people um, go to. Shara, what's um, that? Shara, Shara. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it could be there. It just I mean, it could be in the mountains of mist. Eric, what are your thoughts? At this point, at this point, I believe that there's a group of wild channelers. You know, some some under the radar, not part of any organized that would organization. But that aside, like, I understand it's, it's the means to an end, but I just don't see this 
going well at all. Like this is just like <laughs> amassing a bunch of unstable nukes in one location Chaos. and, and, poke, and poking this is all because Tom he... steps in and he really shows <laughs> out. He's like, you know what, guys, I've been hiding this for a while, mm-hmm. but I am Tom the White. Yeah, maybe he's a channeler, one that okay. knows how to keep it under wraps. And knows how to ride a unicorn. Yeah. And that's why oh. he was actually in Edmonds Field for the same reason that Moraine was, but he sensed and was hoping to find a male channeler there so he could bring him into the fold, but then Moraine showed up and he doesn't want to risk snatching Rand away and then uncovering the long game that Jordan loves to play. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Um, also during this interchange, Bashir does make that one note where he, you know, he comments, he's like, so you conquered Tyr, uh, you, 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 you ruled Kyrian and now Caitlin too is like, do you, do you plan on conquering the world? Man, I'd love Ranch's response. Like if that's what it takes. Yeah. Uh, uh it's like, yeah. it's like stone cold. Well, that's stone why he's cold, like, yeah. no, 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 we're, we're good. We're with you. Like we just, <laughs> we want you to know, like I'm the emissary. Like I am telling you that my men are here and they're at your disposal. And my, my niece over there, she listens to whatever I tell her. So just know mm-hmm. that we're with you because he's got his own things to protect. He's got yeah. money that he's sitting on. He's yeah. got trade. He's, he's got he's so like, much. I think he says, I can't speak for the rest of the borderlands, but I can say the South Dale will, 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 will serve you. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, rand his goal and he says this also his goal is peace there needs to be a peace the world needs to be able to kind of take a breath before this last battle and prepare and he's like so whatever it takes to earn that peace that's what i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. says uh peace is far off yet he said softly it will be blood and death for some time to come and then bashir goes it always is uh bashir replied quietly and rand did not know which statement he was speaking to perhaps both <laughs> probably so both. i think it's yeah. interesting that we now have um a general of great prowess on uh rand's side i think i was gonna say that because like this and this is the first general and political leader really that doesn't seem to play a game i think davram bashir comes off as no uh i'm a smart man i know what i need to do you are a cre- uh, person of prophecy who is going to save and break the world. Let me be smart. And while you hold two cities, now three probably, let me be on your side. Well, and then there's the other thing that he doesn't realize is that his best friend, Rand's best friend, is now married to his daughter. Yeah, and he's got grandchildren. Yeah, they don't, know yeah, it. They don't even know it. <laughs> like, he's got there's little puppies running around. Like, Mm-hmm. he's got a deeper obligation this is the whole severing at play mm-hmm. rand's about yeah. to bring hopefully bring yeah. Perrin back into the fold yeah. here and i don't yeah. think it's just that he's making a smart decision i still get the the feeling well the hope i guess this, this is hope that he's making a wiser decision because he knows more there's something about him walking in with that that rod with the wolf head on it that uh and every time we run into kind of a new culture Especially area, we, we find another little hint of a different version of a prophecy or a different angle we hadn't heard before, or a new story. And yeah, his his quickness to be like, all right, yeah, we're just going to latch onto you here. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not vying for power sort of thing. Um, either he's great at playing the game and he's full <laughs> of shit and he's just buying his time, but I don't get those vibes. Or like he confidently knows something and knows what his role is here. Yeah. So 
I hope there's some sort of prophecy we stumble upon that that fills us in on that. Maybe he's friends with old uh, Elias. Hmm. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, I haven't thought about him in a while. Yeah. So then, um, about him often. He enters my dreams. (laughs) Him and Hopper. Yeah. So uh, after all this, we switched to Asmodian's point of view. And uh, for like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I'll get on now. Um, uh, for like two paragraphs, uh, Asmodian. (laughs) So he he leaves Matt and Aviando because no one was listening to his music anyway. Uh, he's like, I'll just go find some good wine. Uh, and as he's walking away, he's thinking about the great Lord. And he says, well, at least I still call him that, even though I know he's gone and I'm mortal now and can feel the taints affecting him and everything like that. And he goes into the pantry and comes around the corner and he just says you and death comes to him. No, not you. No, not you. <laughs> it's lamp here. Come on now. Oh. Uh, okay. Wait, you think it's like um because uh Grindel. Alan, Alan and I know we oh, know we who know who it is. <laughs> so first time readers, who killed Asmodian? Lanfear. Eric? I think it's like I think it's Grindel. I'm, I'm going to Grindel. Grindel again. Grindel um, was in the prologue. Yeah, yeah, she was in the prologue yeah. and had all the yeah. All the hoes around. I mean all the people. Wait, the maybe it's Varen. Oh Varen? <laughs> Baron, uh, I'm being no, tra- it's Lanfear. <clears throat> Lanfear is like you've given him too much room to breathe. <laughs> He's learned too much. You made him a better man in the wrong direction that I wanted you to do. She's just exacting a little taste of revenge. She's been there the whole time, just watching things unfold mm-hmm. and her little angry bits and fits. And but Lanfear's gone. Yeah, Lanfear <laughs> is dead. It's dead. Not dead. Gone, but not Lanfear. dead. Nah, she, she back. came back already. I think I think it's Grundle. Okay. Yeah. No, you're probably right. It's not like a fear, but yeah, it would okay. be, it would work out my my mind until you just real, reminded me that she's currently trapped in another world somewhere else yeah. with Moraine. She's coming back. Like she's we're eventually she's come Moraine back. both will be back no time. I okay. guess I don't know why Grindle. Who else could it be though? I, well, remember she was conspiring I mean, so with Samuel and whatever to. Yeah. Are there any Forsaken that we haven't seen yet? Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe it's one. Um, I think there's not there's not a Forsaken we haven't mentioned, but there is Forsaken that we haven't met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, like, like Damage Red. I mean, they mentioned Damage Red um, in the first chat for prologue of this book, saying uh, that like we're not sure what he's up to when they had that little Forsaken meeting in the very beginning in the prologue yeah. of this book. We got uh, a mention of Semarog. Uh, yeah, I mentioned Semarog. Like, oh, you're making me act like Semarog. And it's like, mm-hmm. um, excuse me. It's got to be one of them. It's not going to be somebody that we've already run into. Unless it's like, well, you'll have to read and find out. <laughs> I'm so mad at this, though. Asmodian was finally. That's what's so upsetting about this whole thing. Is It's like, he was like, kind of like, I'm a new man. Okay, let me see where this goes. Boom. I was digging the through line they were doing with this, and I was I, I was kind of anticipating some more, like, more of that. I him killed off in the show. That's my big, like, if they let him live, I will not be mad. No, I, I will just have to say, like, this was a good way for Jordan to end a character he didn't want to have to expand on. True. Yeah. 
and to kind of make Rand feel at a loss because now Rand's yeah opening everything up to other male channelers, but he doesn't have an experienced male channeler to teach. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that goes to Ian's point of we now need to find a new teacher. Yeah, and maybe one comes out of the woodwork. But by opening the door for male channelers to come to him, maybe they can learn from each other. I don't know. I'm just yeah. Do you think it'll be low game? Well, we, we yeah. talked about this before. I think I think he'll be part of it. Uh, like I was convinced right off the bat, Loghain and um, uh, 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 the Amerlin and and whatnot that they would be able to channel again. Well, because uh, men keep seeing like glory for Loghain, so maybe there is something with Rand's amnesty that yeah, with him, Rand and Bashir, <laughs> there is something to it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we have our final point of view, which is more gays. Um, so obviously she's not dead. We knew that already. Yeah. She had to leave the city. Um, and the tensions between more gays and, and talent for are growing. Um, you know, and, and they just need to hurry up and not go is like, hey, you really need to hop on that. <laughs> good old piece of good looking meat there. Good Lenny. Yeah, Lenny. Lenny's like, smack that baby's bottom. So yep. good day. And, and Basil Gill's uh, doing his thing as well. Um, and, and Batelfer no longer looks at her as a queen. Um, you know, she's she's looking at her more as, and not necessarily equal, but just as a companion. Yeah. I, I, and I guess Morgay uh, still looks at him as a servant. Yeah, Talonfor gives very nice guy vibes, and mm -hmm. I don't like that. <laughs> something just like okay. there's something very um yeah just very nice guy about him that he's, he's probably a dark friend mm. who knows i, I can get i can get behind that <laughs> like he's leading her away from the city he's leading her away from her people mind you they're going in the direction she wants to go it's still kind of driven by him he could be taking her right into a trap of some sort. Well, he says to her, um, another 10 miles should take us to Cormag. If that fellow in Sayar was not lying, there will be a ferry and we can be on the Amadisia side before dark. Guess who's in Amadisia? The White Cloaks. Bada bing. Oh. Mm. Bada boom. Well, they're yeah. kind of sprinkled around everywhere these but, days. Yeah, but know, Amadisia is more big. Her son's right. also there too, maybe. <laughs> See, well, wait. What, what is what is he think? It'll be there. Ooh, wow! Spoiler. Bowie's just like letting some spoilers out. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to teach him about etiquette. <laughs> I think <laughs> up bad. until up until this point, I think I don't know because Morgaze is it's 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 weird getting these uh these these characters as main players when you've gotten more than anything like other characters attitudes towards them and stuff so it's interesting that she's being brought into the fold a little bit mm -hmm. more as a key player sure yeah. yeah and we learned that she went to gareth bryn to you know, course springs uh to try to find him but of course he had left to go chase after some barn burner um <laughs> and, and uh oh, you know man. Gareth Brynn. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's all coming uh, together. 
and, and I guess I guess we end with Lenny noticing the tension between Morgay's and tension marks and Talonvor and uh, and remarks about it. Um, I think what's her remark? Uh, no point letting the honey age too long before eating it. <laughs> uh, oh well, I mean that's the other thing. Like she, he is starting to view her as a woman and not as his queen. So the best way to get that back under control mm-hmm. is to you know put it in a different light. Like now, you know, I might not you might not view me as your queen, but you gonna view me as somebody special. Yeah, Lenny is wise beyond her years. Her yeah, years. Yeah. And and we end with her saying, "I'll get, I'll have my throne back," which I'll get you my pretty. Which you know, that's really funny too. I mean, you think once the word spreads, she'll turn back around. Yeah, they'll be halfway. She'll be like, eh? "Oops, yeah. yeah, I don't need help now." I'll, because I'll, of the way it went back. down, though, like she burned bridges. So yeah, uh, and she mm-hmm. even like the, there's talk of that in this little chapter. About how it's, it's hard for them to find help and it probably would be worse if she were to actually say who she was um well this is where my question over so many people to how far back is his influence deleted yeah well i mean not far back enough to have kept her and caitlin yeah so some of the deeds he participated in were done yeah yeah, yeah we, we might have just like nipped off just the last few minutes that was just enough to save his friends and that was it yeah um Yes, but no, I, that's true. I wonder what else we might stumble into that was undid. I wanted to talk a little about the, if we're cool, jumping to the epigraph, the little quote at the end. Mm-hmm. I always oh, love yeah. these. Um, and the glory of the light did shine upon him, and the peace of the light did, give, did he give men, binding nations to him, making one of many, Yet the shards of hearts did give wounds, and what was once did come again in fire and in storm, splitting all in twain. For his peace, for his peace, was the peace, was the peace of the sword, and the glory of the light did shine upon him. From Glory of the Dragon, composed by Mian Sol El Hale, the Fourth Age. Yeah, peace of the sword. You know, you got to go around and dice things up first. It's, it's, that, it's that little bit of lull of peace, like after, you know, a great world war and everybody surrenders and everybody sets their arms down and, you know, you get you get a couple days peace until somebody finds another reason to fight again. But I think right. the something that stuck out to me was um, binding nations to him, making one of many, yet the shards of hearts did give wounds. I think kind of... <coughs> yeah, I think kind of like looking at that the prophecies written in the fourth age which is the age yet to come because mm-hmm. uh, we're in the third age with this story it's kind of looking back so do you think there is a sort of that sort of telling of how this final this third age will come to the end end if there is something in that if that makes sense I mean, I mean, are we talking about physical wounds this, or this emotional wounds? I think this goes to him bringing Matt in and having her marry. I think him marry. Like, we know Matt's going to marry a Shanshin person. Mm. So that's going to seal the deal with one group. Yeah. We see that Perrin has married Fayil. That seals the group. Rand is going to have three wives probably all from separate groups that all have some level of importance. Ben probably be the only one that doesn't have any importance beyond her ability to kind of foresee the future. Yeah. Sure. But I can see like there being a, 
strife caused by this just as much as there is anything else because yeah first off you got one man sharing three women women that in and of itself is going to be an issue and then you have a person like matt and a person like Perrin who are their own individuals so it's kind of war and the fighting is what's going to kind of force them all together and not not their friendship because it's pretty much gone yeah but we're going to see that each one of them ha- feels like they're leaders in their own right. And he's going to have to kind of put them in their place. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was all I got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anything from these chapters that we missed or anything else you guys want to mention? For me, it's like going forward with, with Balefire being such a, uh, you know, specific mechanic of this story. Mm-hmm. Very curious. Where, where does that go next? Uh, you know, defenses against it or, you know, because we don't just see it like in the terms of like the narrative implications, but quite literally like the 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 story, you know, like we had a little right. bit of like a, a reset and stuff. So I'm just wondering how, how much further can that be taken to a limit or, you know, how is this going to kind of what are the con- What are the consequences of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, you would think Rand would... So he lost his friends, a woman he loved, mother of his child, um, and then inadvertently using Balefire finds a way to bring them back. He's not just going to ignore that. He's going to contemplate it. He's going to think, mm-hmm. is this a weapon or a tool I can use again in the future? Um, because he's found his loophole for conquering death. Yeah. True. But then, I mean, Alan raised that, that question. All right. What are the other effects? When you, and you've talked about it too, Chris. What else unraveled because of this? Mm-hmm. Exactly. What other consequences are there? Yeah, it's like time traveling. You know, if you start doing too many things and changing too many things, it starts to like really screw things up. I mean, Back to the Future covered Accidentally that. squish a bug. Yeah. And like it starts raining back, donuts yeah. and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, the, the pictures start to disappear, you know, on all the Back to the Futures because you, yeah. you, yeah. <laughs> you change history too much. Anyway, um, so... Anything else before we move to favorite characters? Uh, no. All right, Pretty favorite character. Book. I already said the Academy Award has to go to Nynaeve. Nynaeve, okay. I mean, there's so many other characters I'd like to choose, but since I already made that statement in the podcast, I got to sure. stick with it. Okay. I'm going to go with my boy Asmodian. Asmodian. A, uh, a good send-off to the boy Asmodian. You know, I yeah. was finally starting to like you literally an episode ago. I was like, ah! He's really become a new guy. Like I really like him. And then then they off this, him. This is the one moment yeah. where Jordan pulls a Martin and just yeah. That little tuft of grass that he was dangling from and the roots were slowly given. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody just came up and stepped on his fingers and kicked yep. dirt in his face and yep. watched him plummet watched to his death. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is his favorite character these chapters or whole book? These chapters that we just got. This is chapters. Oh. Gotcha. Gotcha. What do you got? What are you feeling, Eric? You know, it wouldn't change either way. I'm going Rand. Okay. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Dude's like going it. super sane, and I want to see more of it. Okay. Was it cartoon Rand getting nipped at by the cartoon fish? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> was it's it really the, what the, like, the take on me with section. Okay. So next time on the Wheel of Reads, we'll be doing just the prologue podcast because it is. I thought actually dividing that prologue into two episodes and cut it in half 
but I'm not ready to do a that yet. Wait, yeah, what book are we, what book are we getting? It's Lost of Twilight when it's a hundred pages. Oh, Lord of Chaos prologues like half the book. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's okay. a long one, uh, but but we're That's going what she to. Said. But we're going we're going to get into it. So we're just going to go I, ahead and do the prologue. Um, wait, I, I care. It says two hours and fifty one minutes. Yeah. That's really, that's a long that's a that's a uh, girthy prologue. Book. That's a girthy prologue. How did you decide to right. start writing? Oh <laughs> 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 well, well, it's not two hours for Chris in that speed. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I do did it in thirty two, seconds, brother. <laughs> I listen at two times speed because I'm like I, I can't. They move too slow. Two you hours. Lose the emotion. I mean, two, two hours uh, gets cut to an hour. Wait, so what does it sound like when Rain goes, Robin? I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's why I was just a chirp. Look at the words. Uh, I mean, I can't wait for y'all to get, I can't wait for every first time reader podcast when we have to get to the last battle because mm-hmm. that's nine hours on Audible. Yeah. And so it's just like a, <sighs> none of us have got there yet. And I'm not sure how we're going to do it yet. So yeah. I, I'm gonna yeah. cut it up. There's no, I, I, I don't, I don't know how we can do one episode on the last battle. It's there's too much. There's we too need, much that happens. I mean, literally, we need to schedule have like a three or four hours. day weekend together. We need yeah. to schedule a vacation together. I mean, it, it would have to be and, and just go be, and, I, and I would just have to cut it up and put it out different. I don't know if anybody would stick around and listen to a nine hour podcast. I mean, <laughs> uh, Gus did a seven hour. Uh, episode on the last episode of uh, Wheel of Time, the season finale. So, yeah. I mean, hey, there's an audience for you, you know? I guess yeah. so. Um, but, okay. Um, we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. We yeah. still got some time. Um, we got yeah. We're going to rent hotel rooms and invite people to come out and we're just going to make it. It's going to be a group yeah. effort. Yeah. We're going to yeah. need some help. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, uh, in the last chapter of, of the next book, uh, Lord of Chaos, is going to be a fun one. Uh, so, that's. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, we're actually gonna, I, I plan, I'm trying to still plan, but we're going to do some of it on our Discord probably where because um, we can we can stream that uh, and have Ian and Chris listen live for the first time so we can get actual nice. reactions. Um, so yeah, that'll be good. Um, but yeah, so you guys have something to look forward to. Um, nice. So um, thank you guys, Loyal Book Club, both Dale and Eric for coming on. And thank you for having us. It's been a Tuesday night with, with, with us. Yeah, uh, it was a blast. Yeah, thank through you. Our, through yeah. our shen- shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> 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 so how can, people, how can people find you guys? Eric, what's up? Do it. You got to do it. Oh, man, I'm so rusty. You can find us on Twitter at Loyal underscore S, and you can find us on Instagram at Loyal's Book Club. Yes, and he got it. He got it. And we're on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. Okay. Uh, So, yeah. Okay. Look for all the podcast platforms. Cool. Good deal. And how we can be found is at the Will Reads everywhere. Um, It's just the Will Reads on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, everywhere. Uh, thewillreads.com is our website. Uh, you can find links to all sorts of stuff, uh, like our Discord server, where you can come hang out, chill. Uh, we have lots of channels to talk about lots of different things that aren't just Wheel of Time. There's uh, other channels that have nothing to do with Wheel of Time as well. We have Star Wars and Cosmere for Brandon Sanderson fans and things like that for people to talk about um, if they want to. Um, also, it's first time first time reader friendly on our Discord. So uh, if you're a first time reader and you want to get involved in the community but you don't want to be spoiled. 
our Discord's a great place for that. Uh, we take that very seriously, and we assign roles to block you from things that would spoil oh, you. Nice. So, so yeah, um, very good there. And um, yeah, so uh, and also you can find links to our merchandise. Um, uh, you can buy t-shirts and and frosting mugs and shot glasses and all sorts of fun stuff there. And that's on our website and our Patreon to support us monetarily that way. So we can do all sorts of stuff like buy new equipment and uh, and pay for all the admin stuff as we are moving to YouTube. I need to buy more stuff. So um, I'm, I have a budget for it. I plan on doing it. So uh, I already have some things being delivered tomorrow. So yay. <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, so um, um, that's all I got for this week, guys. Until next time. Peace. Okay, bye. Peace. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time.